Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. What was your special order? You read it. I thought it was clear. What was it? Bring back life form. Priority one. All other priorities rescinded. From the distant moon of LV-426 to the other distant moon of LV-223. We are Halloweenies. Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, suspects, deadites, friends till the end, and space jockeys. It's Michael Myers-Rothman back with our first Tricks and Treats episode since, oh, I want to say the last Scream movie? Uh, Almost a year ago, believe it or not. Well, here's the deal. Since then, our mailroom has flooded. Water everywhere, pipes burst in, It's it's a shit show down there, and we never really did anything about it because... Look, we're too busy potting. We've got Reynolds to do. We've got aisle commentaries to do. We've got deep dives into child's play. At the time, we had to go off adventuring with Indiana Jones. So, look, we don't have time to fix the plumbing, all right? So if there's mail down there that got ruined, it's not our problem, you know? And I'm not going to send any of our crewmates down there because you don't know what's in that water. It could be a xenomorph. It could be Chucky could be one of the deadites. It could be anyone that we've covered. The archives, it's a dangerous place. So instead of, you know, belaboring over all the questions we didn't answer, we thought, well, why don't we ask for new questions? And we did. Now, I should clarify, the questions that we have up ahead aren't from, you know, those that are uh, just listening solely in the main feed. They're not even from our social media. No, no, no. Specific area that we get these questions from and that is from our Patreon account, The Rewind. We ask our skeleton patrons, uh, specifically skeleton patrons. I said it's a very unique class that we're getting, that we're pulling from. They're, pull, they're giving us the questions. And so we ask them, 
And they gave us all the, 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 the cues that we're going to supply the A's to today. Uh, so if you're sitting there and you're like, God damn it, I didn't get my answer from them. Well, you need to join us. And you can join us by going to www.patreon.com slash Halloweenespod. So, you know, you can put your questions in there. I'm going to, I'm belaboring this just because I, I know that there's going to be people that are asking, why didn't I get my question in? Well, go join us and we'll either answer them or we'll let them soak in the mailroom. <laughs> but it's, it's a, you know, it, everything's up in the air. But what's not up in the air are my two co-hosts who are down here with me. I am so excited to talk to them because we've got a lot of cool questions, including one that I'm going to throw in myself. I'm not even a patron, but I'm going to throw in the question anyway, because that's what we get. We get the, uh, we get the executive decisions here. And I don't talk, I'm not talking about Kurt Russell. Well, Mike, I, you should join the Patreon and put your question in there. Well, actually, I will do that right now. I'm going to log out of my Halloweenies Patreon, uh, right. Patreon, and then I'm going to create a new one. I'll do this all while we're still Stored recording. Another one live. All right, I'm going to no, go. No free lunch here. No free lunch at all. I'm going to do. I'm going to my my, my nickname is going to be Indiana Ripley. <laughs> I'm just looking at things on my desk. Anyway, you heard that voice. You've heard two voices here. Wolfman. Tell us what's uh, under your moon. What, what's been going on? What, 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 what's happening? <laughs> I was just say, what's under my moon? Uh, yeah. What are you supposed to? What? <laughs> nothing. Nothing mm. has been going on in my neck of the woods except for a little prowling, oh. prowling and yowling as wolfmen do. No, I mean I've just I've been coming down off of the alien episode. <laughs> for, yeah. For I weeks. Bet. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun dropping that piecemeal. I'm excited to jump into this this muddy watery mailbag situation in the basement and look very much looking forward to our rental uh oh yeah which is coming we got up this week in a couple of days and we haven't <laughs> so. even announced it yet although uh, when this drops we have announced it so we can actually talk about it right now we can't oh. say it uh, publicly but yeah we're gonna be doing phantasm i'm excited that's right that's right i cannot wait i have to I'm going to get into uh, the deep dive into that today, tonight. That is my fifth podcast in a week. So I'm very excited because this is a movie that clearly we uh, talked at great lengths about. So much so in our commentary that I think we doubled the length of the movie because we just kept talking after the movie. So excited. That's very true. Yeah. Rachel, you're here too. Yes. I'm just spitballing at this point. This is we're just having fun. It's a, I mean it's a mailbag app. That's that's yeah. what it's supposed to be, right? Let's like, go nuts. No, I'm not no, doing no special. Scripts. Yeah. No, we're not no. we're not in any fictitious situation, even though I created this fictitious mailroom. So now, <laughs> according to this lore, the Halloweenies live in some sort of Ghostbusters esque firehouse, I guess. Maybe? I'd like to I don't think know. so. Yeah. 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 So how are you doing? <laughs> just I'm keeping doing- it basic. Yeah, uh, no, I'm doing good. I'm very excited. This is my first mailbag episode for Halloweenies. Mm. So, and uh. I was, I was genuinely very excited to see that like people showed up. Yeah, people asked real questions. Oh, I was yeah. like, okay, all right, they're not messing around. They took it seriously, and so I had a lot of fun thinking about all of these all day, and uh, doing very little work. <laughs> I. I have to ask, though, you've been on Bag of Bones episodes, which are Correct. absolutely completely different from this and not at all similar. Um, <laughs> not at total, all. Total, I would say like a, that's a, it's a 180. You know, like, like, a, like a football field of part. Mm. Yep. 
yeah. different end zones. Only one? Yes. Or you might say it's a whole theme park apart because my first question, I'm throwing it in there. Again, we get the executive decision here. I got the question. Today, I woke up to the brilliant 1997 artwork for Epic Universe, which it's is Universal's new so cool. third theme park, I guess they're adding. You know, it's been in development for a while. It was finally official. I love when these things get announced and confirmed, even though the Redditors have had it for like two years. And it's like everyone on the Reddit's like, well, let's wait until the official word comes out. And lo and behold, literally everything today that was announced was exactly down to the T, what they already theorized for the last two years. And Mm. hey, they did it. They're right. So kudos to you, Redditors. You always know how to do it. Um, Maybe you love our podcast more. Uh, But what was the news? So Epic Universe is this yeah. third park that is going to be added to Universal Studios Florida, right? It's specifically Florida. It's not, they're not, I don't think they even have any fucking That's room right. in Hollywood. I am pretty positive yeah. it's just Florida. They have a lot of land in Florida yeah. that's not being used. So this is big news because, you know, why are we talking about this? Well, for one, as you know, in 2022, you visited Halloween Horror Nights and Halloween Horror Nights is the horror brand for Universal. They're not only just pumping movies out, they're making activations, including one that's going to be in Vegas, a year-round Halloween Horror Nights. How exciting is that? Hey, you know what stays in Vegas? Your screams. That could be their, their tagline. Oh, <laughs> so dumb. But <laughs> So then, you know, why are we talking about this? Well, because one of the sections of this entirely new park which we'll get into in just a second, is, uh, what is it, Mac? You're, it's one of your namesakes, is actually. You're going to probably roaming through mm. here. You're going to have to give your trademark. I will definitely go roam through that portion of the park, but it's the, <laughs> uh, what is it? The, their, dark, their Dark Universe. Not to dark be confused universe. with yeah. the, the, the film Already failed the, and that defunct. abandoned yeah. that. Wouldn't that be great if, like, right over the giant doors, like Jurassic Park-esque doors yeah. to this portion of the park, they just had, a like, to the left of it, they just had a big, giant, like, wallpaper of that photo. Yes, of, of, the, all of the cast of members. <laughs> cast. And they're like, well, we didn't go this direction, but... Uh, <laughs> Like, if you use your imagination as you're into the doors, maybe Russell Crowe is there. And- <laughs> it's like they, they buy the rights for these actors that never gotten... Because like, I guess... So Russell Crowe was in one of the movies. He's in... He is, yes, he's in The Mummy as yeah, he's in the mummy. Dr. Jekyll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I guess technically... I have some hot takes on The Mummy, but... Okay. Oh, you'd love it. <laughs> no, no, I don't love it. Okay. <laughs> well, we have a hot take question here. Maybe I'll bring it up. We do. Yeah, but... bring it up then. So <laughs> the Tom Cruise so, yeah. movie is good, actually. <laughs> so yeah, we we were chatting about this right before we started recording, and we were like, well, why don't just talk about it here? Everyone has been talking about it online, which is funny to me because I don't know. I feel like other than Halloween Horror Nights, I just haven't been truly enamored with Universal as a theme park. So Rachel, you're in the middle. Or not really yeah, the middle. Yeah. You're more closer to the Hollywood version. Have you been to yes. either Universal? Okay, okay. Yeah, I've been to the the California one, and okay. it was so much fun. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The Fast and Furious ride. Oh no! All right. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> the you know you get to see Jaws and the Bates yeah. Motel and that whole tour thing. I thought it was so much fun. No, it is. So, it is a lot of fun because you get to see the the Psycho House on the tour, and you also yeah. get to see Jaws still. What's not fun is in Florida where they took these properties away from us. <laughs> so yeah, it's like that's what they, I've heard. But. They, they, I don't even think we have a Psycho House anymore in Florida. No, do we? no, no. I, we still have I it on the tour. I think this. Yeah, the Psycho House is still there. Okay. Um, yes, 
Yes. Okay. I don't know. Sure. I, I honestly, gun to my head, I couldn't tell you. No, no, no. It is. It is. Okay. Well, the thing. Is, so I've been to I've been to both, and only recently. So I I I went. I lived at Universal Studios Florida. I was there opening weekend. Oh wow! I, I rode the movies. I loved Back to the Future. I think I begged my dad to, even though the lines were very long because it was opening weekend, but the the lines would be like two hours. And I remember yeah. we got we got we got done with Back to the Future, and it's my favorite movie. I was like, oh my god, Dad, we got to go again. And I wouldn't shut the fuck up the whole day. I was like, we got to go to Back to the Future again. And he's like, we just did the line. Like, we did, <laughs> it takes forever. And so he did oblige, and we actually went Aww. through the fucking line again to go through it all. But there, I mean. Mac, you I know you grew up through the theme parks the, from the Disney side, which continues to evolve and they've, you know, they continue to do these things. You know, the park has changed dramatically, not dramatically, oh, but dramatically. Yeah. Well, for some. Yeah. Well, for some. Yeah. <laughs> but Universal, were you familiar? Were you, did you frequent the, the Florida? Yeah, you know, one? I did. Right. My uh, one of my longtime best friends growing up, um, my friend Adam, his father worked for Nickelodeon Studios. Mm. So, I mean, he was. He was up there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we got to go to both parks. So like our parents traded tickets, you know, they're like, oh, if you give us tickets for Disney, we'll give you tickets for Universal. And so it was actually really quite cool. You know, we definitely went to the parks a lot. I didn't go to Universal half as much as I did Disney, but I definitely saw all of the The versions over over the decades. Yeah. And I do miss it. I miss... It still feels like the same park. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, all about ninety percent of the rides are different. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a real big bummer, but it's still really fun. But does it still have the Water World? No, ride? so it Actually, still has <laughs> the Water World ride. And I went the the show. Wait, it still has I, the show. At they the still world? have the show. It's it is in, yes. in on the tour. I was laughing because they were like they were like this is the longest running oh show. My God, it's insane, and, and it's. It, now, look, the show is a blast. It's, it's <laughs> it so is fun. fun. But is fun. that movie, ridiculous. And the fact that that is the show that has stood the test of time, even I'm so shocked. over, you know, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, like Halloween show, they finally retired that like two or three years before the new Bill and Ted's movie. So that was Which a huge really show made on their sense. part. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a fail. Because that show was so fun, but I guess they had to bring it current i think there were complaints i think about it being dated you know yeah it's just i don't know but then the show <laughs> we'll that they replaced it with the show yeah, they replaced it with exactly. is this like uber like sexual like magic and fire show you know it's just like what, what? it's like Cirque du anyway, I, don't know. I mean it was very entertaining i gotta say that was very entertaining as well but it was not you know it wasn't i i liked the comedy bits and all that stuff of that show it got so ridiculous that at one point i think one of the last times i saw it, it was like whoa morpheus and then like <laughs> morpheus would appear and then all of a sudden because well, it was it was basically what was saturday popular. live turned into which is yeah. just like commentary on whatever was popular that week yeah yeah. Rather than like trying to come up with funny sketches. No, that's not true. That's not 100% true. <laughs> it was like in the aughts when like literally everything was just becoming these like epic movie or superhero movie. Like that's what it felt like. It was just like, okay, what mm. can we put in there? But so how recent did you go to Universal, Rachel? Was it like. It was 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's very recent then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not, not too long ago. So with the, cause I, I only went to Hollywood in 2022 and what I learned when I went was that 
first off, you have to use the escalators nonstop yes. uh, to get to different yep. places. Whereas like, so they have a lot of stuff that, that Florida has, but the thing is, is that because of the size, the, the more folk, the biggest focus for Hollywood is the actual tour because they actually right. shot fucking movies there. Right. So like where, whereas in Orlando, it's, they've always kind of like forced that idea of like, Oh yeah, there's a tour. Like now that Nickelodeon's gone, it's kind of like whatever. But the thing is, is that they've had so much land. And so like a lot of their experiments okay. have been, you know, they, they created a lot of the first activations, like, and, and each park has always been competing on what, which gets first. Like, for example, like Hollywood got Jurassic park, before we mm. did, because we had to wait until this other park that that's a joint, it conjoined with the, the original Universal called Islands Adventure. We had to wait like five years after it premiered in Hollywood for it to finally premiere here. So, what's happened with imagine the, the park that you see in in Hollywood, and they've already doubled it, kind of, and they called it Islands of Adventures, and that's where you get they got the first installation for Harry Potter. It's very expansive. Yeah. And then that started expanding into the original uh, Universal Park. So when Universal first opened, you had it was just like a murderer's row of fucking great shit. Like you had Jaws, you had E.T., you had Back to the Future, King Kong. Alfred Hitchcock presents Alfred King Hitchcock's Kong Pre- Earthquake. Oh, it, was, it was just great. And then they evolved it. They had like T2 Battle Across Time. Oh, and gosh, so cool. it was there was the really, Hanna Barbera ride. Hanna Barbera ride was awesome. I'm trying. Oh, they had the 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 makeup show that was really oh, great yeah. too the special the, effects the horror and makeup yeah that's so classic like you open the park and like disney there are a lot of iconic installations like things that were you're, you know gonna test the, you know they're gonna stand the test of time jaws right. being there everyone watches these movies still so the the fissures for me started breaking when they started taking their own down some of these iconic tried and true installations and they just kind of winged it a little bit and a well, lot come of it on, was, Mike. i mean to be honest I mean, they've got like the mummy returns ride that's like, a cool ride i like mummy returns but but it was like yeah, so but late the property i mean come on i mean i know brendan fraser's having like a, a resurgence but the, the people do people hold the mummy franchise it, it, let me put yes. this do people pull, hold the second <laughs> mummy movie uh, near it's true. It is to about like their hearts, like yes. But here's the thing: is they, they do. But Rachel's, Rachel's like, yes, absolutely. you're crazy. <laughs> yes. So like they've been hit or miss though, because like for, so for example, like when Islands of Adventures first opened, it was very cool because it's like, oh wow, we have some, we have a Marvel island, and this is before like all the movies even happened. Like basically, you know, it was before the fucking X Men movie even came out. It was like '99, so you yeah, had like well, all it's, these. It's comic book driven, right? It's comic it's not book tied to the films, mm. so that was timeless in that sense. Twenty five. It's twenty twenty four, and you could still go to that park, and you could still hear all the '90s theme songs and all the you just these worn out versions of these characters that have from the nineties, like Wolverine is like standing there and he's in his yellow costume, (laughs) which I guess is they've now waited so long that it's going to become relevant again because of Deadpool three. But it's, it's just very strange to see all these old ancient properties that are in this area of islands adventure, which was their new park. And so you have this, that's a giant park and then right to the left. And then to the right, you have universal studios, the OG park. So now this one, they're like, Based on what I'm seeing on these maps, it looks even bigger than either park. They took these icons and institutions that they created themselves, and they've since kind of thrown them away for properties that aren't even part of their goddamn studio. Like, 
Harry Potter's a Warner Brothers project. Yeah. And yet, you know, and inevitably we'll probably have, I, I wouldn't be surprised if WB and Universal eventually, you know, cross over somehow down the road. But it's just strange that this Harry Potter attraction that they created for Islands of Adventure, which came later on, because it used to be a, like a dragon's area. It was like a fantasy area with no IP. It was just original stuff. So, you know, that, that's oh. a big no-no. Because remember that, that's where it was. So they're now expanding that even more because the Harry Potter thing has already taken over parts of um, parts of the OG Universal Studios. It's in the... It's in the Islands Adventure where it's it's taken over the the fantasy area before. Now it's making more into this new place called Epic Universe, and so that's going to be the Ministry of Magic, which that's going to be a hit. It's, that, that'd be cool. It, it's that's something hit. they yeah. haven't dived into yet, and in the parks. Yeah, yeah. So then they have Super Mario World, which already opened in in Hollywood. In Hollywood, yeah. Albeit smaller, I think it's 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 a lot smaller. I know that there were a couple of folks that were like, eh, it's it's not up to its standards where we thought it was be, but there's not a lot of space. And then they have the, I, the, how to how train, to train a your dragon. Now look, Burke. Those movies are actually really good. Mm-hmm. They're very They're cute. Very, very cute. And I yeah. bet you that's probably just geared towards more like towards children. Yeah. So that makes sense. Cause it's kind of like the Dr. Seuss Island, right? Like you gotta yeah. have something for just the kids. I probably would have opened it when Obama was doing his first term. <laughs> yeah. Well, Super Mario world, that I guess that's for kids too. What is what the hell is Celestial Park? I do not. What is know. that going to be? I guess it's an eatery place or something like that. I mean, but then again, you have the Helios, which is their grand hotel where you're going to have a lot more of the restaurants and what have you. I don't. I, here, my 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 take is, I think I'm getting too fucking old. I don't know. <laughs> I think I've aged out of this stuff because. I am not excited for Super Mario World or Super Nintendo World, whatever it is, even though I know Mario is a huge hit for them. Cool. I get it. I just don't. Yeah. I'd rather play the game. I don't really need to be in a ride and go, oh, look, it, there he is. He's, uh, he's getting what a coin. What if it was just Super Mario Brothers <laughs> and it was just based on the game, the, the movie only. Oh, the movie. <laughs> well, the movie. Yeah, please. <laughs> the original well, movie. <laughs> based on Universal's track record, I would be surprised if they're like, all right, we're going to dust off this ancient franchise from early 90s that was also a flop, considering they have the water world still. I mean, that was a flop. The movie was a flop, and it's the longest fucking attraction. It's That kind of sums it up for you. Well, because I saw an interview with John Leguizamo, and he was saying, he was like, listen, Bob Hoskins was a huge fan of AI, so what we're doing with this park is going to be great. We have AI Bob interacting with me as we introduce this Mario ride. Yeah, which is just, uh, it's just John Leguizamo now just doing like one-liners the entire time, and there's no Mario. It's like, but I'm, maybe... I'm like, we're laughing at this, but I'm like, I'd actually be looking more forward to that than that swing of a park island yeah. than the new one. I have an answer. So Celestial Park, I just looked into IGN. Ever heard of that? Oh. Uh, Celestial Park will have a ton of wonderful food options, including mm. Atlantic, a, quote, full-service surf and turf restaurant set inside a Victorian aquarium complete with captivating views of Celestial Park. All right, so we know that is this is like a Catch-22. <laughs> I guess so. That's like I feel like that just asked, that, that added another question now. Like, yeah. So this is in Celestial Park, but what is Celestial Park? If, if, I'm, if I'm watching Celestial Park, is it just restaurants? Then, Okay. <laughs> I can't believe we're spending so much time on everything that's not horror. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. 
We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Anyway, so yeah, there, there's a lot of confusing elements to this, but ultimately at face value, at surface value, the, the only thing that really got me hooked, obviously because of what our podcast is and what genre we're in, is this quote unquote dark universe. Now, Universal has a million properties that they could lean into this and given their ties with warner brothers they have even more because then in that case you can unlock say the conjuring universe stephen king you can unlock all the stuff they've been doing god what was what, what's another uh franchise they oh, oh like freddy freddy uh, a nightmare on elm street because they're owned by new line so there's that aspect of it there's all you know and obviously the 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 go-to is the universal monsters but like mm-hmm. mac you're saying my fear is it's going to be this like new version thing that I, it, it's like that doesn't. I think sell they're just going to. I think they're creating their own new versions of the Universal monsters, and there's yeah. going to be rides specific to that. That they're not yeah. going to mine the horror films that they have. If they do something on the, along those lines, I can be. I can see it being a show. Or like a shop or something, or, or like eatery that they yeah. can like easily change and theme towards like whatever. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of interested in that because I felt like that was one of my favorite of the houses. I think it's a they don't use those properties at all. I remember when we interviewed those guys down there, they said, you know, yeah, the Universal Monsters essentially. No, 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 no. It was a uh, Fred Decker. I think it was it, when we were doing Monster uh, Squad. They said that the Universal they were talking about the Universal Monsters trying to get the rights for it. And they were like, no, the only thing that those are good for is like slapping them on mugs and selling them, selling like the image, you know, like like on merchandise. Like they don't want to make new monster movies with those properties, which blows my mind. I mean, maybe, I think it's come back around. I think people are going to be hungry for that. I mean, look at the Invisible Man. I mean, granted there was a new take on it, but I, I think that was really good. And, you know, now we're getting Wolfman. Hopefully we're getting like four Frankenstein movies. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think there's there is this kind of romantic view of that era now, and it's coming back, and we're seeing some remakes again. So, I think it's kind of smart that they're doing this right now. It's. I think that those properties have stood the test of time. Will there new versions? I know that's the thing. I don't know. You know, like that's if it was just really trying to hark back to those classic movies. And put like a new, and guess what? The new spin is it's a ride or it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's live in front of you. Like that would have been cool, but I don't know. Maybe they just didn't trust that enough and they want to make it kind of more edgy and new. What do you think, Rachel? Are you, would you prefer to have the old school universal monsters or do you want this like cool Mezco toy-esque <laughs> fucking, yeah, I, you know, werewolf running around? It makes me around. a little like, nervous because 
just like Meg was saying, it's like they have stood the test of time and those designs are classic. And it's just like, I mean, I'm also yeah. judging it based on the art that we're seeing that does look extremely like those like computer games, like 90s computer games. So it's a little unnerving because it's like, well, if it's going to look like that, yeah. I'm not sure how that, but I don't know. It could be just kind of silly fun, but there is something about the classics that I mean, they're classic for a reason, right? So Yeah, yeah. So I read, Mike, that the Celestial Park Uh-oh. is basically like your your entryway into the park, and also it's going to be kind of like portal based. So they're they're doing this kind of um, multiverse, multiverse, oh. multiverse kind of yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it makes sense with the different with the different properties. Like, oh, if you go through this, you end up in Super Mario World, and if you go through this, you'll you know. I mean that's fun. I, I mean they're just leaning into the that a little bit more and theming it, rather than Islands of Adventure, which is just arbitrary moving from park to park and right. there's no storyline there. You know, at least they're trying to make it like a, a they, an experience, right? Does Universal own Stargate? Oh, I wish. Well, that's a good question. Is that they should have leaned into that? The Stargate. Yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> Look, it would have been better than investing into cartoons that when you walk through it now, look like it's like if you were in the movie Cool World and everyone was just melting like that. It just looks so <laughs> depressing. Like, I I don't know. We, we went a few years ago or a couple of years ago and it was a notorious trip because I did the park hopper and everything and. Sammy got sick about 20 minutes in and then we left and I just, the whole day was a wash. But I remember I was like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's check out the, the, the Islands Adventure at least. And we were like walking through and I remember just being kind of depressed. Like, like the Kong ride just looked so fake now. It's like a screen and that and, ride. And that was new, Mike. Yeah. That's a, that's new, a ride. new ride. For like, but it's based on I'm more on the Peter Jackson one, I think, instead of the actual fucking Kong. But they Skull have Island. like monarch crates like, outside. It's uh, it's it, like it, it's all they over the didn't place. Didn't realize what they had with all the the new properties. Like that stuff started blowing out. Like Kong Skull Island came out around the same time that that ride came out, but I don't think that they thought it was going to do as well as it did or spawn these more of these movies. <laughs> so it's totally a missed opportunity because it's like it's not themed like that but no. they could have it's very confusing and i think that's kind of the thesis i'm trying to get at here with the, the these parks is that i just wish that universal had more of an identity and i and i think their identity is actually horror right now and i don't know why they seemingly are creating this thing that has such weird connotations to internet memes now like i get it you want to lean on the universal properties like the universal monsters cool go do that but you also own like you i mean for fuck's sake you had the the rights to like the you know halloween you had the rights to gremlins you have the rights to like all these movies that like that you could do that are so ready and and you know put out there you literally worked with blumhouse like yeah but the thing is mike and like this is what they're saying when we were down there because we kind of posited yeah like why don't why isn't there just like an island of horror stuff? Mm-hmm. Cuz clearly horror does well year round, like we all know yeah. that. Uh, especially us. And but I think that they were they really kind of were like we really want Halloween Horror Nights to continue. And in order for that to continue and do as well as it does, you have to make people like hungry for it. So yeah. like if it's you have something that's year round, 
that loses yeah. its oomph. And I, I understand that. I mean, you know, and we likened it to James Bond, right? Yeah. Even if the movie sucks or the franchise is like turned upside down again, we're not going to see another one for another five years. And by the time it comes around, you've kind of forgotten that movie and you're just excited that it's coming back and, you know, kind of thing. So I think that's honestly why that they're leaning because they haven't really done anything with the universal monsters. They think that they're like, okay, well now we can do this year round and only mm-hmm. this and still not, and still be able to do Halloween Hornets and, and that'll be successful. Cause it's not going to be any of that. I don't know if it'll work, but we'll see. We'll see. Right. I mean, what excites you here at, at just surface level, Rachel, we're looking at this map where, where, where it's the first, I mean, is dark universe the first thing you're going to check out or are you looking? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that would be it. And like, I mean, I have issues with Harry Potter, obviously, but from my experience at with it in California, those rides were pretty fun. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say that all the Potter stuff kills at universal. Like they're really good. I mean, I, yeah, I, Again, like it sucks because Sammy's like she just like loves that franchise, and we were so I was so excited, and it was like the whole day started out great, and she got her wand, and you would give me the tips, Mac, on like where to stand, and then someone else got it, but like we were like cool because it was really cute to watch that person, and then we we're like <laughs> sitting in Hogsmeade or whatever the fuck, the, whatever the hall is where you're eating, and I was like, oh, maybe we'll just eat something, we'll feel better, and like. I drank way too much pumpkin juice and then she started getting sick. And then there's like this family next to us that are screaming and we both went to the bathroom and we were just like puking our heads off. And like, and then oh, we get, we come back out and like the Harry Potter music is still playing. And then like the, 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 the dragons blowing fire. And I was like, Oh my fucking there's literally, head. Like sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. And so we left, we like stumbled out. We we're like, uh, oh. and then we didn't, we didn't come back, but it's, it is, Having said that, it still is an incredible experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. even, even in that moment, I was like, God, that is so cool. We're like, or, or like, we're like fatigued and nauseous. And I'm just like, oh, this is neat. We should, do you want, should we get candy for the hotel? I was like, oh, let's go. So if they can do that and they can nail the immersive element, which let's be frank, Disney ran away with that with their Star Wars stuff. I mean, they definitely ripped off the Harry Potter experience mm-hmm. with their Star Wars things. You know, I have faith in them. I just think... When you look at three parks that are this massive with two parks that have so many issues with it already, it almost feels kind of like they have like these used cars on a lot and they just keep adding new ones, but the used cars don't go sold. They just kind of sit there, which is a lot of how like they treat their props too. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. That's, that's just my thesis on it. And I just, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I just think it's a very confusing look to have this on here but as long as they have that giant poster of i want that poster you know javier bardem and it, tom cruise just a grave <laughs> a graveyard of movies that never were <laughs> that's that's all it is it's just a long haul the dark it's, universe it, of, 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 of pictures and stills of like they've 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 like photoshopped them into like well, th- well this would have looked like this. yeah <laughs> 
the, all the rides are just the and you just have to walk through it and hanging your head low and then you and then it's just like one big circle and you come back and you're like all right i guess i'll check out ministry of magic but what if <laughs> what if you you walk in and it's a total ripoff of the haunted mansion and it's just like the four the five or six portraits and then it's like welcome to the dark universe and then you see each one of the characters get killed in the painting and it's just like now that we've done with that universe go into here and then you have this new dark universe so they acknowledge that this cinematic universe was existed but you just watch them all go to their timely end like that's the graveyard you walk through in the beginning it's just like tom cruise it's actually the actors though it's not like their characters yeah It says a lot. Tom Cruise like apologizing, like, "Yeah, hey everyone, just want to take a second here." (laughs) It's like a candid video of him (laughs) like outside, or it's like he's like on the wing of a plane. (laughs) It's an actor playing Tom Cruise that looks just like Tom Cruise, so much so that like if Tom Cruise wanted to visit the park and then swap in with him, kind of like Johnny Depp did with Captain Jack Sparrow, they could do that also, and then it can kind of go trending. It's like, look, Tom Cruise really was there saying sorry for the mummy, you know, like. Mm All right. All right. We got to move on. We're 35 minutes into Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. We probably should even cut this. I don't know. Um, All right. Well, look, we've got a lot of questions, some real questions. Let's kick them off. So Dan Voss asks, what are your top five xenomorph designs? I mean, I'm not a xenomorphologist, so I'm going to throw this over (laughs) to Rachel. So Rachel, take it away. Sure. So I didn't put these in like, an actual order, but these are just like my five favorites. Number one, this would be the face hugger. Mm. I love the design. It's so creepy. And like our first real like entry and what we see is just, it's gross. Yeah. The queen xenomorph. She looks so cool. (laughs) Big and just massive and like arms and the big like head that she has. So cool. (laughs) Then I said the OG drone that we get Mm. in alien. You know, I just, that design is incredible. And I, even though you don't see everything that they talk about, like we talked about, like the skull and the translucence, like that doesn't always translate. I, I still like what we see. And then once yeah. you know what the design is even more, I like it even more. So I, either way, I think it's a win. Then, okay, my next two, I think are going to be, I don't know if they're going to be fan favorites, but I like the runner dog <laughs> in Alien 3 yep. that runs like a dog. Yeah. Oh, the little whippet. Yeah, the little, like, yeah. doggy alien. It's terrifying. You know, like, it's that, like, the predator dog, too. And it's like, oh, look how cute they are. Like, oh, They should fight. <laughs> no, they should be friends. Oh, be friends? It'll be like Milo <laughs> yeah. Notice. You, you gotta, have you seen that behind-the-scenes footage, Rach? Are they friends? No. No, but have you seen the, the actual, like, testing with the dog, but he doesn't have the helmet on and stuff? And it, it's just, what? it's no. so cute. <laughs> I got, oh, we gotta send it to you. Okay. Is that an it's alien? Obsessed. That's, that's yeah. Alien 3, right? Yeah, yeah. Alien 3. Okay. And then I had to look up what it was called. Oh, so in, in it's called the Praetomorph, which is the the beefy boy that we get to see in Covenant. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, okay. I like that we get to see a xenomorph with a little bit of heft to it. Yeah. You know, he's got some muscle. Yeah. So. It's, at that point, you have to go nuts because... You can't just throw in the standard xenomorph anymore. It just doesn't no. work. No. And then the other stuff we get in Prome, like, I don't know. I don't like the, like, lanky, the lanky, ghosty yeah. xenomorphs. Not a fan of those. Yeah, I'm not either. And, I, and I'm not a huge fan of the engineers, but we'll, I mean, we'll get in that in a second. Someone wanna- <laughs> I was racking my brain trying to figure out, what are they called? What are they called? 
And they're just called the engineers. engineers. Well, it's mm-hmm. like someone in our Discord said it, and, and, and basically, like, how disappointing is it to go from like all the theories we had about the space jockey to a guy that's bigger, like big like us, and white, and like <laughs> it's like, all right, well, it was just an outfit, but we'll get there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll get Mac. There. Where what are your uh, what are your faves? Okay, I was like retooling this as Rachel one because I wasn't thinking of like the different versions and things and just xenomorph mm. in general, mm. right? So uh, first off, I just have the original alien design. I, I what is it, the alien part three or whatever you know, mm-hmm. like the full blown alien that attacks uh, Parker and Lambert. Then I have the space jockey mm. pre Prometheus mm-hmm. <laughs> when you just thought, yeah, damn that alien looks weird, yeah. The Alien Queen is my third. And then I had the I have the full on like daddy alien from Alien Three. Once once the alien is full yeah. blown dog man thing. Yeah. Mostly there was a there they were tops trading cards that came out when that movie came out. And there was one of the alien like st- just standing. And uh it was probably the cleanest thing i've ever seen like i was actually saw it you know i could see everything you know and uh that really stuck with me and then my last is actually from the toy lines the scorpion alien yeah briefly about last during the alien episode was that the one that you could explode i think so yeah yeah because the i have the gorilla alien because that was the first one i ever bought Oh, I, me too. That was yeah, my first one. Yeah. That squirts water, I think. But are, I don't know if those are canon. I guess I have to look into this because it just seemed like, all right, we got to shake these aliens up so we can make them buy a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But then they got really serious and they, and they started making real alien figures. It was like, oh, the queen alien. That was like line three. I'm like, that should have been like your fucking first playset. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, And then they had another alien that looked more standard, like the regular alien. I was like, these are the ones I wanted. I had to get like a neon alien that <laughs> like the the gorilla alien has blue like lining and stuff. It's it's very strange. I was, yeah, but my favorite color is blue, so I really Oh like that it. works. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is pretty this is pretty cool. Did you like the Blue Ranger growing up or did you like Leonardo also? Uh, Leonardo was also my turtle. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah. Who's your go to turtle, Rachel? Raphael, come on now. Same. Well that was Justin. So see when you when you have, you know, Older brother I picks first. Justin got the pick, yeah. and yeah. then usually my brash twin got the pick. Raphael's and then I was like, stupid. Okay, I like Leonardo. I'll be, okay, I'll be Leonardo. I was always like the leader whenever they had to choose. I was, I was always the leader. Justin is absolutely Donatello. Like, no, he was Raph. You think so? Oh, because he gets he has uh, a he has that little mean streak with him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Or like he's got that the the if he gets upset, he's actually just really good with the side. Oh, that's true. Really? Is he really? Pizza. Yeah, he does love pizza. <laughs> Don't we all? I, I guess you all said of the ones I want uh, that I I had on mine. I, what is it called? The Runner in Alien Three. Also, like I, I like that one. But no one said. Did anyone say the Alien Resurrection one? That fucking psycho monstrosity that's in the Alien Re- Resurrection. No, but you know, Justin. No, don't mention today. I was talking to him. I threw some of the questions to him today at lunch, just for fun. And he did say that after seeing the movie again and seeing all of like Giger's designs and stuff, it really is kind of cool design. It is, co- it is kind a of cool come design. around on it. Yeah, and I'm excited to watch that again. But it, it's just disgusting. So I, like, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. 
so I had the, that one, and then I had, yeah, I mentioned Gorilla Alien, and then I had Celestial Park as <laughs> Celestial <laughs> Park as number one. No, we're bringing it back to the theme. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we're going to go into these more, I think, right? Like over the- Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like Alien versus Predator will probably go like crazy into this. Mac, why don't you read Tim's question? Tim wrote, if each of you had a chance to remake one film- whether it be paying owed to a classic or redoing a missed opportunity, what would it be? You want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So I had a hard time with this. Initially, I thought, well, this is easy. Michael Mann's the keep. But I know <laughs> we've talked about that before. Because, yeah. I mean, come on. Nazi troops, World yeah. War II, Romania, yeah. awaken a supernatural evil when they set up camp in an ancient stone fortress. I mean, Scott Glenn, Ian McKellen, Gabriel Byrne, like, why did this movie not any good? <laughs> well, it could be good. We've it just never seen good. this full fucking cut before. So, I mean. Oh, true. But I mean, I, he swears it's not it. great. But I doubt yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe him. Because I feel like we've gone through that a whole ton. I, I, I was going to go with the Highlander. Mm. Obviously, you know. There's a problem with that. There's a lot of movies. A lot of people like those movies. I enjoy the first one, but there there can be only one. Like, that is (laughs) there can't uh, there can't be only one. God, you know that that would be, (laughs) which they continue to ignore for decades. The the, the tagline is well, maybe there's two. (laughs) But I guess the issue with that is they are already remaking it, and I think Henry Cavill is in it. Oh, Oh, my favorite. Which kind of buns me out because I, I don't I don't mind Henry Cavill. I actually really liked him in the Mission Impossible movie and I yeah, think the Witcher. He, I th- like he, he can yeah, look. it's like too close to the Witcher for me. Yeah, unless they do something really different with it and it's like modern and he's they don't do that tale. Anyways, so I'm gonna keep it horror essentially and just Creature from the Black Lagoon. Ooh, be cool. okay. Why Good. haven't they remade that in a way? Like, there's a way to do that and make it really cool these days. And, and scary. I'm hoping. I think you could make it scary. Yeah. And I'm hoping with, you know, these new, you know, with, with The Invisible Man and, you know, I guess I have hope for that because if you're starting this, like, essentially doing these kind of remakes and The Invisible Man's the first one to take off, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you're not, you're not not going to touch those kind of offbeat properties that aren't like, the Mummy, Dracula, mm-hmm. Frankenstein, you know, like, so I think we, I think they could do it. You know what they could do though? They could, they could put the, the creature, the new creature in Dark Universe, <laughs> the, the, the new they section could. of the park. You know, Bill Phillips, who worked with uh, John Carpenter on Christine, I just spoke about him on our Christine episode this last weekend. I saw in my research that he had actually worked really hard with Carpenter on the script for Creature of the Black Lagoon in the early 90s. And Universal was like, no, we don't really want to go for it. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, you just did Jurassic Park. You know, this is a small lizard. Like, do that one. And then they said no. And it's like, you know, I I think a lot of it probably had to do with Carpenter's (laughs) long-tending relationship with Universal, maybe. But yeah. It was uh, kind of a bummer. I would have loved to see that. I, and I know that. Do we count creature? Or what is it, that movie that the Oscar winner, Shape of Water? Shape of Water. I mean, no. Yes, and I don't think you count that though. If you're looking at an official like Dark Universe thing. Yeah. Oh, what if, wait, like, what, was that supposed to be in the Dark Universe? No, well, yeah. no. But like Guillermo, like he said, like that was his creature his, movie, which yeah. is cool because it's. Spin. I mean, I I like that, but it I feel like that is 
I mean, I guess it kind of is, but it, I'm th- I'm thinking like straight up horror though. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, like like make it really scary again, and you could. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's water it's scary, man. Like yeah. water's scary. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do much. Like just floating in water and having something underneath you, and you don't know what it is. Ugh. See, I'm good. So I'm sorry. It's already scary. <laughs> That's what I mean. Well, maybe you could. Uh, have it cross over with another universal property with uh, the boy you mentioned before, Henry Cavill, and get uh, him to play Argyle, uh, Detective Argyle, who's uh, oh. will find out his true identity this this weekend. I'm is excited. that a universal? Is that a universal property? It is. So maybe he's. Uh, we're gonna see. We're gonna get. You know, they're gonna replace minions or something one day with like an Kingsman? Argyle ride. Argyle, Argyle ride. I mean, hey, count me in. It's another wonderful grand slam from from Universal. Rachel. Yeah. Mine, I've talked about this before, but I still stand by it and desperately want to see it done the right way. And that is Something Wicked This Way Comes. Ooh, yeah. 1983. Yeah. Or just any kind, I guess, like the dark Disney sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, I like I love those movies. I do. And like Watcher yeah. in the Woods. And a lot of those I think are, you know, are, are great on their own. But whenever I watch them, I just, and especially once you read the books and the source material, I just can't help but like, oh, there's so much more here. Like, it's so good. So I would really love to see those. Or like The Thief, I, it's not a remake, I guess, but like a, a Thief, The Thief of Always. And just mm. some of those, you know, those Ray Bradbury kind of like, those stories are so creepy. And I mean, we've talked about it on the Losers Club and just like very yeah. sad and dark and yeah I mean, come on you know it's a love, bummer people love that stuff right now right Tr- grief trauma <laughs> let's, let's get it going. oh yeah people love trauma and grief yeah it's, oh, God. I, I, I agree with you so much like the, there's something something wicked this way comes is it's, it's it looks great they it looks exactly how i imagine the novel except yeah. it has nothing it doesn't have it doesn't have the engine it's like a it's a pretty car without an engine uh, yeah like jonathan price is amazing but like the thing yeah. with the, like the tattoo man and like how they it's like oh this is where technology would be an asset yeah. now yeah, yeah. The, like we have we have the technology to make this work better yeah i'd love to see a david lowry take on something wicked this way comes that would be fucking mm. rad Ooh, yeah so for me the idea of a remake i think it should be an idea not not a property. And I think that right. covers both like designs and personalities. Like, like for example, I'd never want a Dirty Harry remake because that's Clint Eastwood. Same thing mm-hmm. with Indiana Jones. Chucky doesn't work because the doll is iconic. It looks like the doll and that doll is Brad Dourif. That's why with the remake, it was like, well, this is just Chucky, but it's not. And it just, it, there's confusion there. So for me, it's like, I think you could take a lot of great ideas and concepts and you can upgrade them, maybe not with just effects, but also maybe even extending the sandbox or the, the, the medium. Like, for example, if you shift from movies to TV or vice versa. So it's funny today that they announced that Dark Places, not the Dark Universe, but Dark Places was going to be redone because it was already a Charlize Theron movie and they're doing it as a TV show. You know, and I, I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. It's, I guess it wasn't that great and beloved of a movie anyway. So it was just like, and Sammy was saying like, well, the, the book itself has got problems, but you could do something interesting with that medium. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want when they're, when you go back to these properties. So I went, I kind of tried to keep that approach, but really I, I came up with some of my boring ideas, but the one that I've, that stuck with me ever since I was a kid and I love this movie, but I want another take on honey i shrunk the kids 
I, I want, and I, and I know you can argue that Rick Moranis is the essential part of that. He's the character of that Zelensky, but really like it's the concept for me. And if you took that and spun it into, you know what you're saying, Rachel, with like something wicked with this way it comes, but you make it like a truly dark movie. Yeah. And like, you know, there's so many high stakes in that situation. If you well, don't involve like the PG aspect to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, Think about like the incredible shrinking man and yeah. stuff like that. You know, there's like some really scary ideas of when you get so small, like nothing even makes sense anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you yeah. start moving into like particle yeah. world. Well, like I, I, I can get, you know, really I mean, dark. they do a little bit of that with, you know, and stuff, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But, but seriously though, but there is like this aspect of that, that could be really terrifying. And that slow dread of like, do you even want to, be around long enough to witness that yeah. <laughs> and even see what that would be. Yeah. Rachel. Gary. Oh, I just was trying to remember. I mean, I think the key to something like Honey, I Shrug the Kids, right, is the involvement of somebody from the horror community, right? Like, yeah. didn't Stuart Gordon, like he was involved with, didn't he, he write was. it? Oh yeah, Brian yeah, Usna. Like these yeah. are like horror icons. I, I imagine the earlier drafts were incredibly dark. I have to, like it, it can't be just... I feel like some of that carries over because it, I was always really drawn to the kids stuff and not granted I was a kid, but you know, I love Rick Moranis, but they're in real danger and like wild danger in that movie, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and, uh, so I'm sure, I'm sure you could see where those original ideas probably might've been a little bit darker. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, imagine a bug gets someone and actually eats the kid and then they like, you know, the survivors think like, Oh, well, he's gone forever because he's being digested by this like bug or something like that. That's fucking so dark. Like, or, you know, he's, you're stepped on by maybe the whole movie. It's like they, you know, it's the little kids making fun of the, maybe like the sister's making fun of their little brother or something like that. And like always, you know, playing with this, the, the idea that she's taller and then she gets actually stepped on by the brother, like some weird iron, dark ironies mm. and that stuff. Like, yeah. I just think you could really go full tilt with the horror aspect of it. And I just, it's just sitting there. The concept of people, you don't even have to call it Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but I mean, but for IP's sake, if they're going to have to lean into it, go for it. But go all different. Don't give me a, a Zany Zelensky. Give me like a, I don't know, an alcoholic father or something like that that <laughs> happens to be a genius. Don't wake you know? daddy. <laughs> yeah, don't wake daddy. Yeah, throw that in there. Oh, make a movie version of Don't Wake Daddy the Game. Yeah, that'd be, oh my God, just really dark implications with that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, boy. The, 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 the game brand's like, uh, we're not really on board for this. Yeah, uh, this is helping us. So. Uh, yeah, so next question. Uh, Rachel, take it. Take it away. <laughs> this is from Michael Ferlita. It says, scenario you are forced to place a franchise in each category one franchise is dead forever no Mm. more films the other will produce a new film every year in perpetuity which would you place in each category and why dun 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 okay so for me dead forever (sighs) i said texas chainsaw and i say this because I love some of the Texas Chainsaw movies. I'm good. (laughs) But also just I think that there's limitations built in to this franchise that Mm. I think it's hard to break away from. And I don't know if there's anything left to explore there. You know, like just the, the family and who Leatherface is. I think there's just some 
some limitations to what we can do with him, and I'm good. I agree. Forever new, forever. I had a couple options. I mean, number one, Chucky, because I said, yeah. proven, you know, proven track record, <laughs> clearly limitless possibilities. <laughs> Nothing is off the table. Obviously, the Brad Dorif thing is a bit of a kink because yeah. every year in perpetuity, I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll just, you know, pretend he's going to live forever as well. AI, and then you can just give it to the state forever. Well, you know? I don't know. But I, even I then, like, I would think that this is a franchise that I would trust to be able to somehow make it work, like make it somebody would, yeah. else or like, change. Like, Fiona could do it. Yeah. You know, like, I think it could, they, I trust that they would have something that could still work. Yeah. Mm. Other options, VHS, clearly, because oh, yeah. it's just I want that to go on forever. Of, yeah. yeah. And then Predator. Oh. For the same, same reasons. Limitless possibilities. Yeah. When yeah. and where you can drop a Predator in. We saw that with Prey, and it's like... Totally. Just keep going. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I was going to say, I asked Justin this question earlier, and he said Texas Chainsaw and Chucky. So oh, wow. So the same wow. exact answers as you, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mac. Well... I'd love to see an end to the Conjuring films. <laughs> no, Just, no, you're I, the I biggest fan. The, I know. <laughs> I know. We'll talk that about hot a takes later. <laughs> to mine there, but. Uh, oh, I just let those let those capable folks do better things. Good news, they're making a TV show, so you're going to probably get multiple seasons of Ed and Lorraine. Okay, no. well. <laughs> I think that there's some things that have come out of the Conjuring universe, like Annabelle. That that's fine. I'm 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 mostly talking about the actual Conjuring movies. Just just that pair, you know. Yeah. That I would love to never see again on screen. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> the the oh, I think the two things I think that could go on and on and on and on. Do a Twilight Zone movie every year. Yeah. I mean, and it would be four four new shorts every year. You have a whole year to write four. Solid short films every year. I mean, With different and, directors, and, and, and you could do it like Fantasia, no right? Like, like one yeah, of the no, four. No, no. <laughs> yeah, one of the four is is always a, a remake of a classic, and mm. then the three, the other three are are brand new ideas. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah, and then maybe the next year they keep one of the. You know, it's a it's a it's a new take on one of the ones from before, and then it, you know or whatever. I don't know, but I think that has like an endless lifespan. And then just to poke the bear, give me Hellraiser. Give me a new Hellraiser right now, movie every gonna, year. You know why? Because it. I knew it. there's so many corners I thought about of the it. Leviathan <laughs> that we have yet to discover. And I mean, there really are endless possibilities. There. I mean, come on. If we're going to be, a, you know, ex, what is it? Explorers of the further reaches of experience. We got, yeah. we got further to go. <laughs> you got a lot further to go. And I mean, think about the teaser every year would just be the, the box dropping mm. in a new situation. Yeah. Right? Like, like, and I talked about it before, but I think one of the scariest, like, teasers that they could possibly do is having this close-up of the box, and it pans out, pans out, and then a little kid grabs it, and yeah. it's, like, it's with a bunch of, like, preschool toys or something. Uh, yeah. Like, how frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So that's that's my pitch. Mine's very similar, and, and well, I guess conceptually, but mine's more of an ultimatum. It's, uh, you either end Halloween altogether, or... You do one every year or every other year the way Ben Collins and Luke Pietrowski mm-hmm. conceived mm-hmm. it. Funny yeah. enough, they're, they did the Hellraiser script. Yeah. And I think their take on, you could lead on, go, go Google Jason Jenkins, Phantom Limbs, Halloween, Ben Collins, Luke Pietrowski. It is such a fucking cool idea. It, it basically 
it kind of takes a drive slash no country for old men take on basically Michael Myers going from one town to another. He's almost like become this like myth, like national myth. And each year you can just kind of go into another small town. And then maybe uh, like you're saying with the the box appearing, you see him just go and catch a bus or maybe he catches a plane <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, you, he never get he's, he's stealth and he never gets hurt. So you don't have to even go into the boogeyman thing. It's just like, he's so good at like sneaking into things. So I think that'd be cool. I mean, I just, I don't know, but otherwise kill it. I'm fucking done. I, I'm, I'm tired of debating it. I love this. I love this franchise. I'll still talk about the franchise, but I, I don't want, I don't want to go back to Haddonfield. I don't want to go back to like a fucking anthology approach. I'm just done. Apologies, but I still love this franchise. I swear. <laughs> I mean, I do like my fucking living room is, is it's playing in the background. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, sounds like you hate it. So. Uh, you know, I, I love that original. So, Drew Fabry, he asks, who is the biggest film nerd of the Halloweenies? <laughs> Not specifically horror. You all mentioned the Criterion channel a lot. How do you feel about Gene De- Dealman being the top movie for the next 10 years? I'm going to, I mean, it's Justin, right? I said I mean, Justo. Yeah. He has, a, he has a list of the yeah. best has, director, a spreadsheet. <laughs> he has it's, seen 3,776 films via Letterboxd. He's read a ton about this stuff. He's also lived on this earth longer than any of us. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that Justin. Take. Yeah, he's just been he, around longer. He's just been around longer. I mean, you know, there's a wisdom there that we will never attain. Yeah. Old man Gerber. <laughs> no one wants this power, though. Like, he, he can't it's even... too much power to wield. No. I mean, like, it's dangerous. Literally every time we have a conversation about a movie, like, if we're just shooting the shit... He, I know the exact action. He goes, wait, wait, wait. He'll put his hand up. He <laughs> grabs his phone and he scans. He's, I've got so and so three above, and then he'll name another director so that we can start talking about that director also. <laughs> and it's great. It's wonderful for conversation. But I, I just imagine I could see him walking around, especially if he's at work or something. He'll just be like, ah, oh, fuck, actually. Wings of Desire is a better movie than I thought, and then you'll go back and like do the you know the the rating or something like that. Like, on oh, it. this but, changes everything, <laughs> and it does. And so I, the thing is, Some, you know, it's a great reference. Yeah, yeah. When we hang out, I I, I ask him when we're like, if we're going to watch a movie, we don't know what to watch. I'm like, all right, pull up your director list. Yeah. Like, what movies? What your top ten directors? What movies haven't you seen that we can like knock them down or knock someone off the list? Yeah, you haven't seen Spielberg's, you know whatever sugarland express or 1941 or wh- whoever the director is i'm always like okay what movie have you been not watching because you don't want to knock them off your top 10 oh yeah what's the take of his that you vehemently disagree with or like you you two have just not seen eye to eye on Ooh, let me think about that I'll come, okay come back okay. otherwise i'll just sit here and ponder okay. for the next yeah. 30 minutes yeah. but no. but i just Oh, go ahead, Rachel. i was just gonna say i will say like yes i think he's the overall biggest film nerd but we all we all have our weird little <laughs> Like nooks and niches that we're like into that we're all experts on. So, yeah, like I'm a big expert on Universal's Dark Universe. Yeah, Yeah, clearly. Well, specifically the new one. I was like, I've seen over sixty Charles Bronson films. You guys, yes. Well, that's why I love this group. Is that (laughs) we all have. I mean, I was thinking about this. I was like, I don't know if I even really love film as much as I just have certain obsessions or fascinations or subscriptions, if you want to call them that. 
Like I, I don't really. I used to love categorizing and 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 putting them all together, but I think for me, it's. I think because we've been doing these podcasts so much, like I, I just get so excited when I can find something new that I can kind of just dive into, and there's yeah. a lot to explore. Like Clint Eastwood's one. Like I, mm-hmm. oh totally. You know, you you started that a few years ago, Mac, and then I caught Play Mystery for me like last year, the year before. I can't remember whenever Netflix got it. And I was like, fuck, I really do love his work. And then I kind of been diving into that. And it's so separate from everything else that we're doing that it's like, it is such a nice decompression mode. You it's a know? breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know, to like dive into something that's totally outside the realm of what we're doing every day. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think, but the thing is like, it's important to have someone like Justin, who's like incredibly broad in terms of just knowing like all the wider ranges of, of the, you know, cinema, but then you get into like, you know, and he could still do this too, to his, to his credit, but like, when you get into the granular shit, like of like Halloween, Caffrey, no one beats him. I was going to say, and then he, Dan oh, yeah. knows about the novelizations and the comic yes. books. And this was in this magazine and his memory yes. is like insane. So it's well, like, he's, he's Johnny five from short circuit. So it's <laughs> just, you know, he walks into a bookstore <laughs> yeah. like to kill time and he fuck, fucking finishes half a section. But mm-hmm. you, but then the music, you literally know everything about the music aspect of things. You've got, you've gotten such a good production history on, on things as well. I mean, I just, Mac and I like, could probably shoot the shit about sub characters and spinoff movies and like I know more and about toys. and toys. <laughs> yeah. Like I know more about toys and henchmen and Indiana Jones franchise than I do about Latin American history. And I majored in it. Like I, <laughs> I, 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 it's fucking pathetic. But I just, but I think that's what makes this podcast fun. So yeah. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, one thing about Justin before I talk about his thoughts on Gene Dillman, <laughs> he he pushes me to. There are times where I'm like, he'll say something like, "Oh, I've never seen such and such," and I'm like, "Oh yeah," and then I'll go and like watch all of that person's movies or something because oh. you know I mean? I'm like, because I because I want to bring something to the table, and yeah. I feel like he's just seen and covered so much. I like digging in the corners that he's not interested in. It's like, because yeah. then if I find something there that I'm like, "Oh, Justin would actually like this," then I feel like I can like bring something new to his table, you know, like, and, and expand his horizons and some, some place he wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why I watch, I do watch a lot of stuff that he does not watch things that he's not interested in. And then every once in a while he'll, he'll watch it. You know, if I give him a really hard recommendation yeah. and I pounded his head for two years. No, but he said, so for, for Gene Dealman, he said that he didn't understand why the movie had to be 202 minutes, but then he was like, Oh, uh, he he does because it actually absolutely earns it. <laughs> but he did say I think he gave it four stars. He said he he seemed to really like the movie, but I I don't know about best of all know. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely 
I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I can't speak to it. I gotta, I gotta see it. I gotta see it. I, I think as I get older, I realize these lists are so fucking obsolete and pointless. Like the thing is, what what is except, I mean, except for the Halloween list? Well, especially the Halloween list. Definitive. Because the definitive minds of the world come together and we create these definitive lists. <laughs> I for me though, like as I get older, it's like. And I was thinking about this with the current Oscar race. It's like, yes, I know that Killers of the Flower Moon for me is like the best picture of last year. But for me, I know that I'll probably watch The Holdovers at least two or three times, if not more a year. So what's the better movie for me? Well, I'd probably say The Holdovers because that's a movie I'm going to take with me, Mm -hmm. even though if, you know, held to the critical aspect of it all and just genuine filmmaking, obviously like Killers, you know, runs, runs ahead of that. But like, I don't know if I'm really prioritizing that as where I'm at in my age anymore. I think that's kind of why I love the, doing the indie series and this series or the Halloweenies in general is because it's like, do I consider all of the movies that we cover like the greatest films of all time? I'd probably like choose like three or four of them that are the greatest movies of all time that yeah, I could say. I, I but hear you, Mike. I love, wa- I love being in these worlds. I love watching them. I lo- like I, They've impressed on my life more so than a movie that I probably was like, this is the greatest film of all time. Like I've, I, like I love Manchester by the sea, like eight years ago. So I was obsessed with that. I was like, this is a fucking great movie, but it's about it. You know, it's one of the most depressing movies of all time. Yeah, throwing that and on I'm not going to throw it on. So it's like, I, I think as I'm like, you know, getting close to 40, I just like putting on movies that I like being with. I think that's yeah. where I'm at. So, but then, you know, that's just me. I'm just a regular guy. I like, you know, but my- <laughs> that's the, the buggy nights quote, but where do you, I mean, what do you prioritize in a movie? Like Rachel, when you think about, and you know, like is best for you, like you have to look at the critical aspect of it all, or do you really kind of favor what I'm talking about? Like this the one I'm going to take with you, you know? I no, I don't care about best. Yeah. Like yeah. don't care about that. Be- I mean, to, to some extent, but like more importantly is like, okay, is it a genre I like? You know, is it some, it doesn't, is there a Venn diagram of my hyper-focus interests that it can cross over into? And especially, do I have to watch it for an upcoming podcast or article? <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, uh, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of it. But no, yeah. I just, you know, I like watching, th- like, I love watching, like, during the pandemic, my husband and I went and we watched every Tony Scott film. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, so it's like, oh, I yeah. love. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I love doing it's that kind of, of stuff. And I, I like finding a director, a creator, an actor that I really like. And now I want to watch everything because I want to know that person and get like a good idea of who they are as a creative. So I like doing that. And sometimes those, yeah, sometimes those movies happen to be some of the best movies ever made, but I'm more interested in the people behind the camera, I guess, or behind the story or whatever on the screen, I guess. But I'm not necessarily going to go down the the AFI list and try to check all those boxes. But, you know, no shade to anybody who does. I guess I just, you know, I, I would rather have fun with something. And I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, kind, I mean, that's kind of where my head's at. Mac, go for it. I've stalled out on those lists before because I just generally was not interested in watching whatever the last 10 movies were or whatever it was, you know, like I think that there's something to that, obviously, you know, if you're interested in, in researching the films or researching film history and stuff like that. I mean, like, yeah, go check out a top 10 list because mm-hmm. it's going to give you what you're looking for. But yeah, I'm definitely more drawn to like a, a particular movie or an actor that I, I like, you know, I've, I, 
I've seen all of Ford's films. I've seen all of Cronenberg's films. I've seen all of the Scott's, you know, films. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm right now. I'm doing Clint Eastwood and Robert Redford, and and yeah, oh, I'm coming across Redford. a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, in the background. But I, 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 of course, you come across a lot of movies that maybe aren't very good at all. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, I sometimes you come across a gem that you're just like, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. And and, and I don't. Best. I really try not to do a lot of research. I just get a list of the movies and then I just like randomize it or I just see whatever's available and I'm all right. I'll knock it off and and then I, I you know it's it's really fun to do that and uh, yeah. I mean, there are some movies that at surface value. I know, like Jonathan Glazer's mov- new movie Zone of Interest. I have been so excited to see this movie ever since it was announced because I loved Under the Skin so much. And then here it is. It's available. It's been down the street at the Alamo for about two weeks. You know, I've been back in town. I should go see it. Huh. And there's something in me that's like, you know what? I get oh, it. Because you, well, you know what it's about. So it's like, oh, but you well, know, it's, I hear well, it's really good. Oh, I know. I, I get know. it. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's <laughs> fucking phenomenal. It. I'm sure I'm going to like be like, oh man, what an all timer. The nuance with this, 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 this uh, situation at hand. But, you know, I went through the Holocaust like class uh, 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 that, that I've heard stories from my, my my family. It's just like I don't know if I want to go and sit for two hours at a fucking theater and watch it. I just don't. I just don't know if I can do it right now. Like it's just it's. There's some things that I just I get that are going to be fucking great, uh-huh. but I just don't know if I really want. I just think we're at a point now, and not to get into too much of a broader point on the world, but like. I just, I don't know. I'm so fucking stressed out and, and, and exhausted by the day to day that like, I don't know if I need to go to a movie to, to remind me of how shitty the world is. Like all I have to do is look and, and, and wake up. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like having said that, I know it's, it's going to be phenomenal. I love Glazer. I'm, I'm, I, and I was excited for it. The minute it was announced, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They're going to adapt this book. Holy shit. Yeah. And then it's just like, I'm just like, oh man, really? Well, gotta, you gotta come. You gotta come to it when you yeah, want to watch it. Exactly. I think, the, I think the only pressure people feel right now is that it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Oscars are on the way, and everybody lives by the Oscars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's exactly what we're talking about. I just want to watch Death Wish Five again instead. Yes. <laughs> the faces of death. <laughs> but I agree with you, Mac. Like I could. I I think it's one of those things. It's like I got to find the gloom. You know, and be like, all right, now I'm in. It's like and it, the same reason why it's been hard to watch a show Sammy's Under the Skin. It's like been forever. Like, it's like, oh, do you want to watch this? It's like, well, it's like no, not right now. Especially <laughs> when it comes to showing somebody else something. It's yeah. like, they're, especially something like that. It's like, if they're, you know, that they're not quite in the mood, it's like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's going to make no, it or break it. They'll have to they're, be in the mood. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they'll hate it. And Oof. you yeah. have to catch it at the right time. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard of PYT Pretty Young Thing by Michael Jackson. But I don't know about PRT, but Mac, read this question. What, in each of your opinions, has been the best and worst horror trend of the last 30 years? Hmm. Well. How much time do you got? uh, (laughs) This is tough. Initially, I thought it was saying, like, what has been the best and worst, right? Like, it was the best idea, but it's it's become the worst thing or something. Ooh, yeah, I can see that, And and for me, that was found footage. I think Mm. that there are some found footage movies that rock my world, and I'm so glad that that became something that has just been done a lot. But I also feel like... (laughs) It's been incredibly played out and sometimes sometimes. it's just not very good. You know, I mean, I just, I think when, when, as soon as they stopped caring about the logistics of these types of films, 
like it just became really glaringly annoying. Like, look, I watched Origins Hell House LLC. And yeah. I thought there were some really good moments and some good scares and stuff. And, and I had a generally a good time with it. But something I couldn't get over was I didn't like the lead. Oh, the lead. <laughs> uh, that's beside the, 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 well, the point. <laughs> My main problem with the movie was that it was it's scored. And you yeah. have this movie oh, that's, that's a good set point. up as a documentary. Yeah. So anytime there's like a talking head and they're like, and they're talking about like, like how like awful it is because this person's either dead or disappeared. And then when you go and watch that footage and it's like scored for scares, mm-hmm, you're like, mm-hmm. who made this document? Like, it, it loses, it loses the sense of what it's trying to do in the first place. And I, I can't stand that. I'm like, if you're going to make a found footage movie, make a found footage movie. Mm-hmm. Don't be like diary of the dead that opens up with a monologue where they're like, this <laughs> footage was found. And I added music to yeah. like add yeah. to the intensity. I'm like, Fuck off. Like, I can't stand that. I just can't stand it. Yeah, that's my... Worst. That's my worst and best. Okay. I, I, I kind of took it in, yeah. a weird, in, a, I like in, that. in a way. That's fair. That's fair. Rachel. I have a few. <laughs> I'm already exhausted by the public domain cash grab. Yeah. Over it. Yeah. Over, overhead, tree line, drone shots with a car driving. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I never want to see. It's so I cheap. I don't care how pretty it is. Don't want to see it again. Let's do something else now. Thank well, you. We got to give those drones something to do. <laughs> yeah. And just kind of the copy paste mentality where it's like something. This is not new. Like I understand this, how uh, kind of ridiculous this sounds, especially, you know, considering like Friday the 13th and Halloween. But when something does really well. And then you get a bunch of oh, I know. similar ones. But I, especially when it comes to like like studio films. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Like if independent, you know, indie films and stuff like that are, oh, that did really well. I've got an idea. Let's do something like that. But I just get, it's like it just feels like just trend chasing all the time. And it just feels, feels cringy, <laughs> I just say. But best best some of the, the my favorite trends have been well just number one just more diverse storytelling yeah i, yeah. I think oh, totally. it's just like let's just continue that and i think we've gotten some amazing films out because of that so yeah. good horror tv yeah. versus you know i think like 80s and 90s horror tv is not not great um yeah. but like all the flanagan stuff even stranger things from evil channel zero like been some good stuff there and then just the return of fun bonkers horror yeah i like that more of that please (laughs) yeah i i was thinking about the threshold that i've got with uh some of the rinse and repeats at this point like god what was the one that was just announced recently well the the perfect example of this is like what happened with the scream franchise you know, like it's perfect proof of like too much is a good thing. You know, mm. too much is never a good thing. You know, and like I was thinking about how like there's this insistency to have this seventh one, given everything that's happening with the controversy and all that stuff. And I'm not getting into it. I'm just not. It's just, it's a long other fucking discussion. But the truth, let it the, go. But what the the thing is, that's like exactly like let it go. Like we've do we really need another one? And I have another hot take about this later on. But like I just the the urgency to be like. I they came out so soon that like I forgot like wait 2022 was five 
And then last year was Scream 6, but then wait, last year also still feels like Scream 5 came out. It's just, it's all meddled together. And like that, that sort of rinse and repeat notion is just, yeah, it's, it's gotten and just exhausting. Just like the, the, con- the amount of content, like just yeah. the, I mean, I know that's not just necessarily like a horror trend, but just the trend of like constant content. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's exhausting. The, it's the universe. But I mean, the only good thing about the fall of Marvel right now is that every studio is kind of like, oh, okay, this works for a while. Mm-hmm. It truly is not sustainable if you try to connect everything and keep everything connected for more than 26, 77 films. Yeah, Jesus. So I do feel like we are going to start to see more singular films and more singular properties and less interconnectivity because God forbid someone and some or some director of, of the mainstay franchise that everything's connected to becomes some kind of deviant or something. And then what are you going to do? You, yeah. You're going to tank the whole thing. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you, it, you cannot connect everything. There's too many variables out there in the real world it, it, with the way culture is these days. You just can't do that. And again, you can't expect people to watch 28 movies before the next one and television shows to understand what's going on or even give a shit. Like yeah. you just cannot do that. Let's so even, just we'll think, of it a, think of it as a human conditional level. It's just like, I, you know, I said that the too much of anything is never a good thing. Like it's true for everything. Everything. Yeah. I love like all the franchises I love. Like if, the, if, if there was a thing that was rinse and repeat every year, I'd fucking lose my mind. Like I don't, I don't, I, it's like, it's like, think about Grubhub, you know, if you Grubhub something and there's like a new place that you just, you took a risk on, woohoo, you took a risk on something. You usually have the three places that you order from. Well, guess what? You tried this other place that's a, a little uptown. You took a risk and it works really well. Yeah. And then you keep ordering for it because you're so, it's just, this is so extraordinary. I can't believe it. Well, by like week two, especially if you're like me where I rely on Grubhub, I, <laughs> You just are like, I don't want to order from this place again. <laughs> and you get that way. And it still stays that way for a very long time. And you test the waters. You're like, all right, well, let me try. Three months later, you order from there again. Nah, still, no, we, we had it too recent. <laughs> try it a year later. Eh, this feels a little better. You wait a little longer. And it gets good again. But it's never the same. Yeah. Even as long, you can wait forever. And it's still not exactly the same. It's kind of like, yeah, we've been there and done that. That's how everything is in the world. Like, why, we don't need to just copy 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 paste 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 copy like it just doesn't it, the elasticity is yeah. not there so yeah anyway um let's next question let's do rachel uh calvin asks y'all watching true detective season four nope <laughs> <laughs> and not because I've, I've heard it's amazing i've heard it's great i yeah. have not been disappointed in <laughs> The other seasons in any capacity, I just haven't made constant content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> I'm watching it. Oh All yeah, right. I'm I'm three episodes deep in the snow. I'm and two. I'm two. I want to yeah. go deeper. <laughs> Ooh, so you're in. So here's the thing. I think there's definitely some things that are working for me this season. I mean, look, Jodie Foster, John Hawks, Chris Frackleston, yeah. to name a few. Fiona Shaw, and I, there's a ton of people that I, I liked going into it, and I didn't even know they were going to be in it. I just started watching it because I heard it was supposed to be pretty good. But uh, I guess I'm just not quite sure. It's one of these shows where it's clearly trying to do something supernatural this season, which is cool because it we'll feels like they actually really are doing that. 
Fingers crossed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I have but said this every time, season. <laughs> but at the same time, they're also trying to tackle very heavy subject matter. And I think it's difficult to do that, to walk that line where you're doing something supernatural, but you're also trying to like cover like the city dealing with, you know, this like rotten water and like the cultural identity aspects of, you know, the people that live there. And I don't know where all that's going to go. It could yeah. be done really well. And and maybe this whole supernatural angle is going to like emphasize that. And that is kind of the point of it at the end. You never, you just never know what you objective. I mean, I, I enjoyed the last season and I, too. It, I think it, it fell off a little bit at the end, It did, but I yeah. still thought it, it maintained, it like had a clear point and I was like, okay, you know, it was good, but it didn't blow me away. But so far I'm enjoying it. And I, I just, I, 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 I like looking forward to watching something at the end of the week. And this is, you know, Justin said the, um, it's, it's show season shows are back. The shows yeah. are coming back. Shows so are back, I, baby. I'm, I'm trying to, to, to keep up with it and, and some of these shows, but uh, I'm digging it so far. We'll see. I, yeah, I'm two episodes in. There's been some, there's one great scare that I love. <laughs> yeah. I know you're talking about. It's, it's great, but yeah, I think there's you know there's they're trying to connect it with the first season. I'm like oh, you don't really need to do that. See, I I didn't pick up on that yet, but I, I I wasn't one of those true detective nuts that like watched the first season five times in a row like within a week. Well, my hot take is <laughs> I think every season has. Problems. I, I say that lovingly because I, I do like, that with a lot of other shows. Because <laughs> I I think even the first season has is kind of for me it peaks in that one shot with. McConaughey at the cracked end place. Was it like the fourth I, episode? It's the fourth episode, yeah. But like there's some good stuff after that. But I just thought the freeze frame at the end where they're like talking, or it's like almost like a freeze frame ending when they're like talking under the stars. It's like, what is this? What out American summer? Like, come on. Like I just I guess for me, it's like I didn't like the the arc that they gave Russ at the end. But like I I just I still appreciate and enjoy them. But the worst was three just really really pissed me off because I, it was so strong, so fucking strong. And then they hinted this supernatural thing with Mahershala Ali in a, in one of the, the future or present scenes. And he's like in his room and he hears something and it's like so fucking scary. And then it turns out to be like just nothing. And it's just like, God damn it. And I, I just, I don't like the flirtation of it, but I do agree with you, Mac. I do feel like this season, it seems like they are like, I don't know how they are going to explain it. Otherwise <laughs> at this point, it's like, there's gotta be a, something. Like, I have an idea, but I don't want to spoil okay. anything, but yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't, know how they explain that and make people like yeah. it <laughs> yeah but uh we'll see we'll know. find out maybe they will like you know what explain it and then at the end have like a little like but maybe it was yeah. supernatural <laughs> like I, that's fine i'll do that at least you know like let me decide what i what it really was you know like, you know what'd be cool is if like it pulls up and it's molder <laughs> And he's like, oh, I'm looking for these coordinates. And it actually yeah. happens to be 1998. Oh, and it's a it's prequel a, it's, to Fight the just, Future. It's just a, a side story to Fight the Future. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay, fine. He shows up in the snowcat and he's like, oh, yeah. how much further do I have to go? to go? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get to my, my colleague. Take the next question, Mac. All right. This is Tim O'Peel. What's your personal item on an interstellar flight? See, this, these are the questions... I come here for yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like where the hell did this come from <laughs> we're in space we're in space yeah. it makes sense yeah <laughs> hey, that's true that is very true uh you know that's absolutely true i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh my personal item 
on an interstellar flight would probably be my Masters of the Universe Orco toy that I just picked up from Mondo. <laughs> Did you really get this? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I love I love that stuff, though. But uh, probably I, I'd have to say music, whether it's some kind of database I can put on the ship or, you know, uh, Jack and old iPod or something. <laughs> like, I don't think that I could go on an interstellar flight if I was awake for some of it. And, and not have music because that's just such a big part of who I am and, and how I get through every day practically. God, that would be uh, awful. So it. I, it would have to be music in general in some way, shape, or form. What yeah. is it in The Martian? Does he have like an access to like a bunch of old MP3s? It's, because it's disco. Like... Yeah. Because yeah. that's the captain. She was obsessed with disco music. Yeah. So that's all he had. <laughs> It's cute. I like that. I like that. It's pretty fun. I'd be, I'd be totally stoked, but I'd be sad that I'm not in New York at a smoky club. Mm-hmm. Rachel, what are you taking with you? I was going to say music yeah. or just Rambo. My dog. Sorry. Oh, not yeah. like Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> not like John Chain. <laughs> to win the Interstellar, you got to be <laughs> It's like new Rambo, though, where he's like kind of like uh, on the like almost a little MAGA-esque. And it's just like, no, anyway, we're not no. going there. We're not um, going there. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, it was like, oh, I'd be like Ripley and like bring my pet. Yeah. He can come in my little pod and go to sleep yeah. with me. <laughs> well, say on theme, I, I was going to say smokes because I want to look like Harry Dean Stanton and mm-hmm. uh, an oh. alien. And, Hawaiian uh, shirt. I, I, yeah. I'm going to get the Hawaiian shirt going full Jimmy Buffett. And I just want to like be wandering around the hallways and like a little bit like Parker too. Where I'm just like cracking wise like to everyone. And I got a cigarette like you know, coming out of my mouth. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. I mean, I don't smoke anymore, but it would be great if, you know, if I'm in space, why not? You got nothing else to do. I'm going to light up a cig, check the weird piping or whatever the fuck it is that they're looking at all the time in these movies. It'd be fun. (laughs) All right. Greg green. Great name. Sounds like a comic book character. Maybe he's part of the Thunderbolts and and considering all the cast is leaving it. There's tension. And loving franchise horror because most people wish new movies had more original ideas. Yes, indeed. I think that includes all of you. You are right. If you had to choose, do you think you'd rather see a great new entry in each of the franchises you've covered every year or six great original horror movies? Now, before we answer, I want to make a guess. We all said six great original horror movies. But I maybe did. I'm wrong. You? Uh, no, yeah? I did. I said original. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're, you're correct. Yeah, I mean, it, it, isn't that funny that we're a horror franchise podcast and we said that? Like, Well, no, uh, it's not because... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Richard. You can go first. Well, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, it's not because we've seen them all and we love yeah. them all and it's like, we're good. But yeah. also, I am intrigued by this question because he says, a great new entry. So are we guaranteed yes. that it would guaranteed be great? New great guaranteed new yes. Guaranteed amazing new entry. Yeah. See, I mean, it's tempting, but I... I'm also okay. Like, I don't necessarily feel like there's any of the franchises that we've covered that I am like, oh, I want to, like, I'm desperate to see more. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still going with original. Mac. Yeah, for me, it's it's six great original horror films because let's expand the greatness of canons out there. I mean, and if you get six great new horror films, and that's potentially six new franchises that mm. will continue, and maybe some of those will be good. Who knows? But yeah, unless we want to do like a Puppet Master series, we need some new franchises to talk yeah. about in the coming so, years, right? So, yeah, Thanksgiving bring on the, too. the originals. I mean, I don't know. I think horror is in pretty good shape right now. Yeah. And yeah. I, 
I like, uh, yeah, I'd like the sequels they're getting from some of these franchises, you know, like I thought Prey was awesome. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. and I thought Scream 5 was, I thought Five Scream was good. I, yeah. You know, I, 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 I think we're still getting great sequels from some of these franchises. It's just not every year. I yeah. don't want it every year. I'd be so oversaturated. So, yeah, I think uh, six new original, f- like, possible franchises, in my opinion. I think that, that's cool. And yeah. I also think that speaks more to the longevity of horror and the horror community in general, right? Because then you have kids that, that's, like, that's their franchises. And I just feel like when ki- when I see kids running around with, like, Child's Play stuff, it's cool. But I'm like... I wish they had their own like new franchise that they could be just as excited about as we were when yeah. we were introduced to like Halloween and Freddy. And I guess, you know, <laughs> we were being introduced to those <laughs> years, years after those movies came out. But I would just love to see some new mainstays out there. Well, that's yeah. all those mainstays. They come from these aha, like, how did I not think about that? type of idea right like in the 80s mm-hmm. are just a wellspring of that and i think that's kind of what i miss so when we get a movie that does that i'm fucking elated you know like and that's why i like talk to me so much it was like oh my god that's a cool idea cool mm-hmm. do something with it awesome like let's let's go let's see what happens yeah so i'm i'm all in for that yeah wow we had a celebrity who offered up a question i gotta give it to the who himself dr who mr mckenzie gerber you gotta take this one because there's there is no dr who than you <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks mike this is from matt smith so <laughs> yeah, I gotta the say, matt smith. Wa- watching your run right now uh again and it's it's been really fun i'm also really excited about uh, the return of house of dragons <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your hot takes to set some ears on fire or simpler what are some guilty pleasure horror films Uh, Well, (laughs) yeah, you start, you start this off. I've I've got a bunch, but go for it. I don't know if I can say it's a guilty pleasure because I actually liked it for the most part, but I think I'm on the outs when I say I liked the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. Mm. I think we kind of talked about that a little bit during our our commentary in the last one that we just did. So if we're going to go guilty pleasure, I really love Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. (laughs) Kenneth Branagh's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I love the movie, and hey, here's De, why. Wait, De, the, the one with De Niro, De Niro one? the one with Robert De Niro. Now, here's the thing: I think it's one of, I think it's Patrick Doyle's best score, and I think it's one of my favorite scores of all time. If you listen to that score independently of the film, all right. and then you come back to the film, I think it adds something to it. There's a gravity in that movie and that story that I don't think had been captured before. I don't know. I just. I know people give Robert De Niro a hard time, but watch the movie and and try to just don't you know everybody thinks of Robert De Niro and they think they they think of the impressions of Robert De Niro. Yeah. You know, I was just watching Untouchables the other day with with Brooke, and it, it was almost like hard to watch because he he's doing such a, a a bombastic version of the De Niro that everybody imitates all the time is his version of Capone in that movie, uh-huh. and I feel like if you come to the, to Mitchell's Frankenstein with that in your head, you're not going to like it. But look, look, De Niro is a great actor. What just try to watch it and not have that 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 mindset. Just watch it as if he's just a great actor playing this character. Again, I know I'm on the outs here, but like and I've always and I've and I and I really want to try to get this in the works. I would really love to do a double feature of that and Bram Stoker's Dracula because I think that they're both stylistically very, very close to each other. And I think that that would have been a cool dark universe at the time if they had continued in that vein of doing like these 
these Victorian classic, you know, styles. A prestige dark. And, and universe. like, what if we had a Wolfman <laughs> right after that? Like, that would have been cool, man. I, 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 I really love that. But yeah, so for me, it's Measurized Frankenstein or or, uh, I, and I really like Hellraiser Oblivion. I like Hellraiser Four. I I I know it, it walks that line. I know it's it was played with issues and multiple directors and stuff. But I think for me, it was like the more successful prequel horror film that I'd. I don't think I'd ever really seen them do that before. And then also exploring the future of it. And I just was really kind of taken with that and it really caught my imagination and I love the Cenobites and that and uh I don't know I just thought like they were able to do a lot with that with that film and uh, you know so I, I I hold it kind of near and dear to my Hellraiser heart well all I could say to that Mac is you got nothing you got nothing <laughs> but a talking a badge you got now, you Greg, hear me Greg, there are a lot of quotable sequences from Mercedes Frankenstein, especially with Robert De Niro. And he's like, you ain't going to stick that in me. You ain't going to stick that in me. I like when he's like, what draws my admiration? What is that that gives me joy? Uh, That's always great when, you know, Frankenstein beats the guy with the baseball bat. No, I I actually have never seen that. That came in a wave when like everyone was doing, there's like Bram Stoker's Dracula. And then, they did on the Ben Stiller show infamously. It was so good. It's like Woody Allen's Bride of Frankenstein, but it's like basically a take on husbands and wives. And it's so, Justin and I quote this all the time. It's so funny, but like, like Ben Stiller's playing Sidney Pollack. Like it's, 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 it's great. Go, you can find I, it on I, YouTube. I, I, I charge people. I, I, I implore them to, to, to watch the movie by themselves. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it with people where you can joke about it. Where just watch the movie. Yeah. And really listen to it. And because I think, you know, I mean, guess what? It's based on a book that <laughs> I, I just feel like it, 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 it's, it's good. I, I, it's brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. Yeah. Well, hey, you sold me. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I'm, yeah. check, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the Sam hands from uh, Fugitive. You, you got me. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But I do care, Mac. Rachel, what are, what are some of your hot takes or guilty pleasures? Or maybe um, both. I have a couple specific to Halloweenies. Mm. Number one, I kind of love the Conjuring franchise. Bring them on! Oh, <laughs> I love I love that first Excuse one. Me, I love uh, that first one. Yeah, I think they're just dumb fun. I love the aesthetic. I know that they're terrible people. I am aware, and so maybe, yeah, maybe the Warrens go away, but just that kind of film and i like i don't know i just they're popcorn well, movies to me fine. So, you can do yeah. another film in that realm you know yeah. like just just get rid of the warrants yeah do you maybe. like do, all right so if you insidious or conjuring which ones do you like more i like the conjuring ones okay better. okay i know yeah. well and especially like I, I don't know i kind of have like a soft spot for some of the like the kind of the catholic horror tinge stuff yeah. just like the <laughs> You know, the just all the stuff that comes with it, the ritual, even just religious horror in general, I think is kind of interesting and I have fun with. Mm. We'll also, get there one day. I think the first Saw movie is incredible. Ooh, all right. One of the best theater experiences of my life. So for anybody who didn't really like that movie on that episode, you're wrong. Hey, we love the <laughs> franchise. I think we've, we, it doesn't have Strom in it, so it's kind of like a, well, what are we going to do? You know? yeah. <laughs> but it could, you know, I think there's a version out there where I think they, they re-released Saw 
and they like insert all the Strom moments <laughs> hey, of him. We like, can't... Where he, like, what is Strom up to on during this? Are you saying there's a Strom cut? Of the original right. song? I guess Strom a, cut. Absolutely, there's a Strom cut. Yeah, I want song. I want Strom back. I want Dina Meyer back. Okay, keep going, Rachel. I mean, guilty pleasures slash hot take. I don't know. I think '90s 2000s horror is good, actually. Ooh, all right, all right. I think it's fun. I think it is what it is. S- similar reason, like popcorn, dumb fun. But there's a lot of good stuff there. Sorry, mm-hmm. Mike. Sorry. Right. And then I don't know. I think 70s horror is better than 1980s horror. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. But I think yeah. that's just like like my me. Like I love that style. I love the vibe. Like I just I think personally. 70s everything is just incredible throughout. Like it's the best decade. Um, the, the, this is what I love. Like we people are always like, "Oh, you guys are all the same," you know. I, I get a lot of comments like that. Like we all we all, you know, I, I the group that I hang out with here in Chicago, I feel like a lot of people think that we just we're all the same person. <laughs> no, not at all. Just an echo no. We have a lot of differences. And, yeah. and, and and here it is, right? Here. I mean, like uh, like I would at the top of my lungs oppose with Rachel the the, the Conjuring universe. <laughs> but we're laughing, we're having a good yeah. time. I I can love something and someone could hate it. I'm yeah. not I don't care. Just don't just don't make me feel bad for loving this thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, you can have whatever opinion you want. Like I, I mean, I know there's people that love those movies. Great. If it brings you joy, awesome. Watch yeah. them every night. I don't care. But don't tell me that I can't not like you know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you're you know, not wrong. Like, Nobody's wrong. I, it's just you know, it's just not my bag. And if if I if there was never another one, as posing the question, I would be I'd be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Any other uh, hot takes, guilty pleasures? <sighs> I have a. I don't know. If it's a hot take. I'm, I'm it's scared. a hot take here on the Halloween pod. Ooh, all right. Here we go. I'm interested. <sighs> I don't even know if I want to bring it up because we're already an hour forty into this. We're almost done. I, I've, we've got like a few more. We got like two more, I think, two or three. So they're they're pretty faster. They're faster I, too. So. I saw Dark Harvest. Uh oh, you didn't like it. You're I didn't like it. Wrong yeah. hosts to argue with here. Hey, bud. look, we're I split. Like, but that's why I wanted to bring it up because <laughs> exactly what split. we're just talking about, right? Like, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think I Justin don't like liked it. it. I don't think Randall liked it. Justin I hasn't seen it. Caffrey, Caffrey liked it. Caffrey so. yeah, I was like, it. I think like, Caffrey was like pretty good on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could go into well, the reasons why. I'll probably do that off pod because it's a lot of spoiler stuff. All right. Yeah. Let's not. Yeah. But yeah. to be honest, yeah, it just didn't do it for me. So yeah. once again, we're well, all let's very not, different people. Let's, here. let's not extrapolate on it because you're wrong. So <laughs> I, <laughs> two I'm against, just joking. Two against ones. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, uh, was it Sawtooth Jack might be showing up in the dark universe? He might. So we might, we might be talking about him again. Hey, I will welcome yeah. Sawtooth Jack, especially if he's standing next to a photo of Johnny Depp as whatever character he was supposed to play in that dark universe. Gun to my head, I couldn't name every character. The Invisible Man, I think. Is it was Invisible Man? Well, right. you know. Anyway, I collated pretty much all the hot takes that I've uh, beaten to a pulp on this podcast. So based on every franchise that we've done. So I'm going to go real quick. Halloween, this franchise is best experienced by stopping at the original. Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors is the best entry. Freddy's Revenge is the scariest. And the Wes Craven final act sucks the horror out of the original and new Nightmare. Friday the 13th, these are awful movies in the franchise. Or there are awful movies in the franchise, but not one of them are is unwatchable. In fact... I'd sooner revisit the worst entries in Friday the 13th than the lows of pretty much every franchise that we've ever covered. So just saying that. Scream, 
I have now come to the conclusion that I really don't think they ever should have touched the original trilogy. Evil Dead, I still say the original is superior, and I still think the sequel is fine, if unnecessary. Chucky, I love everything Don Mancini has done. I think the show is one of my favorite genre series of all time. Nothing comes close to the original for me. Not even, not even somewhat in the same ballpark. But Guilty Pleasure Horror, I have to call out my my man Nick Stahl is Gavin Strick in disturbing behavior. I saw that I saw that movie opening opening night. I fucking loved it. Oh, man. I, I was like frequenting AOL message boards talking about that movie for like days. My brother has a son named Gavin. And I told him, Oh, you love that name. So that's why I named him. And I said, Do you know why I love that name? And I and he goes, Well, well yeah, it's isn't it Gavin Russell? I said, No, 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 no. It's because of <laughs> Gavin Strick. It's because of disturbing behavior. So every time, so and now that we do family photos, if you look back, you can see my my Instagram. I tagged Nick Stahl on the baby photo that I have, named after you, bud. And so yeah, he's he's named after Gavin Strick, who is one of my favorite characters of all time. So I yeah, disturbing behavior, love it. No one talked about it last year for its anniversary. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the fuck? This movie rules. And, they, and I'm, I'm, I'm overdue for a watch. I'd 90s, 2000s horror is good, actually. It's not, you know, it's not bad. <laughs> All right, Rachel, take uh, take uh, the next question. Matthew DeLuna is dying to know, are there any plans to do another side series that's not horror, the way you guys covered the Indiana Jones series? Interesting, Matt. Yeah. Well. I mean, we're kicking around shit. In I mean, our, our text thread is filled with like, what, 80 podcasts that we want to do? Oh, my God. I wrote, uh, I think it truly depends on the Patreon members. Yeah. I think if there's a hunger there, if there's a calling and a need, it's very possible we'll finally jump into Audrey Hepburn's greatest hits. <laughs> oh, I my mean, God. Look, yeah. we love film, Ugh. period. But I, I think we're always interested in stretching and like, dipping our toes into the pools of other mm-hmm. properties. I mean, we said that earlier. We, we like to dive into things that have nothing to do with <laughs> horror because it's, Actually, you know, then we come back to this and we can be really excited about it. You know, we, Mike and I were joking around about doing a Clint Eastwood thing. Maybe not like all of his films, but like some kind of, I mean, that'd be interesting if we did it like in the, in terms of if we did these in, like five movie slots a year or four yeah. movie slots a year and just did like four Bronson movies, right? Goes, you guys yeah. have been yeah. talking about Charles Bronson the whole oh time. My God. Like, it's just a, de- a weird detour. Like <laughs> I think it could be cool. And I think for Patreon members, it would be cool if, if we took like three or four of those ideas and then we had a vote. Yeah. yeah. And then if, uh, if every Patreon member steps up and votes and we get, I think, I mean, then clearly there's like a, a want and a need there. Yeah. And, and, and I would love to do that. I want to make sure that we're, we want to make sure we're given <laughs> the to members yeah. and the members that listen to us in general, like what, what they come here for. But I do think that, you know, we had a, certainly had a blast with Indiana Jones. And if people like that, then, you know, tell us that, definitely tell us that because we would in a heartbeat probably do something like that again, for sure. Mm-hmm. These side quests have been a blast. I mean, ever since we did yeah. the Talking Hawkins, like it was a a big. I mean, I, what am I talking about? Ever since we did Halloweenies, it was this was a fucking side podcast. I know so this it's like, was a I mean, it's like this is what it you know what it started as a side podcast. So it's like we're always looking to find. You know, we're passionate so much about pop culture, and I think that's so much fun for us to get on the mic and talk about things that that really gel for us. And there's certainly so many topics that I think 
as we've evolved and we've, you know, we've grown, we've found so many similarities. I mean, I know that like Jen is dying to do a Frasier podcast. I know that like, <laughs> even though she has like 80 oh, fucking podcasts God. already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and Jen have, we've already like laid out the next it's just 10 years ridiculous. of our together. <laughs> the, the, the only one I've, I've, I've was so close to pulling on the trigger on, but I, I'm so glad I didn't because I just would have been exhausted was I was about to start in August with Sammy, this Tom Cruise podcast that I have all mapped out. I have everything mapped out. It's all ready to go. I just was like, you are fucking nuts if you're going to start this right now. Cause I wanted to do it for the 40th anniversary of risky business. And I was like, just don't do this right now. You're going to be fried. But that yeah, is the one I, I really want to do. I can't. Cause think about the like tent pole films that he's and, and things that he's oh, yeah. been involved in. And, and you've got to do personal, the research his, on that. His life. <laughs> I can I want to talk about it so bad and I have I have like notes and notes. There's another podcast that that we actually have an episode that we recorded. And oh, yeah. it, it's almost 2 years old now, which is fucking nuts to me. But well it's going to happen. Will that ever see the light of day? I don't know. It's 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 we probably That's have to go back and do it. Too. It's it, it would be so good though. And like I'm I'm really I really want it out there, but we it's a testament of how busy we are because none of the editors have been able to to tackle it because we've been too busy with all the other stuff that we have. And so it's just been sitting there for a, a year and a half, but god damn it, I think it would be a really good show and I've it's just it's just yeah, that but it's evergreen. Why don't you just tease what it is? Otherwise people are never going to let it go. <laughs> oh, I want I want just, people to keep asking. They just know what it is. <laughs> I I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, we're good. Oh no, <laughs> we're, we are going to tease them forever because I'm, I some some people might know, but yeah, so one of these days that will happen, but I don't know, we'll leave that for mystery. Oh wait, Rachel, do you want to tease any other sidecast that you would want to do? Oh or, yeah. Oh, I mean, well, we, we talked about potential X Files one at some point oh. that got brought up. Oh man. I mean, let's. <laughs> Jen and I both really want to do a Fast and Furious one at some point. <laughs> uh, so does like, so does Justin oh, man, and Randall. You know Justin and I would be down. <laughs> yeah. I, that's and, like, what I'm saying. Too, like, see, like just I don't know. There's just so many other fun little nooks that we could explore that we're all obsessed with so and, but that the, but we were also t- talking about this on the text thread too just like they're all wins yeah. so that's why it'd be cool to throw them to the patreon because i don't think no matter what if we put a bunch of options like we're going to be into all of those ideas so oh it's, totally it's, it's not like there's yeah. a bad one in the bunch what's like one that you just know like for me like i'm not interested in talking star wars on a podcast ever <laughs> it's, it's just, and I love, you know, it, yeah, it you know I, I'm a big Star Wars head and I, I know I, 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 I do, I love it. And, and, and I don't think I would ever be interested in really doing that because it, to me, it's just not, it's just not fun anymore. No. <laughs> Rom coms. Really not interesting. Rom coms. No. Okay. No, thank you. I, I, just, uh, I would it. love to do a top 50 of the best and just go through each one and have that God, that's a cool podcast. Like go, yes. if we, we all did 50. <laughs> We come up with a list and each week you don't know. And these are like genuine timeless ones. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a big rom-com <laughs> fan, but I get it. It's it, it would get redundant after a while too. Yeah. Any other franchises though? Like I'm like DC, all the Marvel. I would never want to do that. I, I just don't think, know enough about it, yeah. Can't even say the conjuring, because I did 
the first episode of the content. <laughs> yeah, for that this was a fun podcast. <laughs> yeah, and it you're going to be. It was fun, and I actually yeah. I like a lot of the the first film. I like a lot. The thing with the, the but we've learned Mac that like even the stuff that's like the the things that we can't stand sometimes are the best episodes. You know, like because the bits that we can do about some. I mean, like oh, Dead, dead Silence, silence the owls? garbage, Gar- oh, garbage dead movie silence was so fun. But it was one of the funniest. Ep- that was like one of the most enjoyable episodes. I think it was like yeah. post COVID stuff. But yeah, anyway. Are we good? Should we go yeah. to the next question? All right. Rachel, take it away. Sure. Zach wants to know what franchise crossover a la Alien v. Predator or Freddy v. Jason do you actually think could be interesting? Yeah. Yeah. There's I've some ideas. I think it would be interesting to see a purge versus Saw. <laughs> <laughs> like Jigsaw? Think, like, yeah. Think about it. No. You got masks. Oh. Traps, mm-hmm. lack of consequence. I don't know. It's oh, all there. That actually, that's you come really around good. a corner, and all of a sudden, it's the Billy Boys. <laughs> yeah. and it's just a ton. It's like a sea of Billy masks, mm-hmm. on, and they're all on tricycles. And then you easily <laughs> run away because they just start running over each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds that sounds cool. That's a great idea. It's similar. Purge versus the Strangers. Oh. And like, hmm. I know there's no like. No, outside of like Frank Grillo, which I don't know, bring him back. There's not like a ton of recurring characters, but just like the idea of the purge, you know, something happening on purge night, but utilizing like another franchise. Did Elizabeth Mitchell die in the purge franchise? I like love her. She She's a uh, Julia and lost or Julia. I can't remember her name, but yeah. Uh, Juliet. I, I, I think she's still alive. Okay. Cause that's I another character watched, you got to bring I in. I just watched a good bit of those recently. All, right. uh, all of them actually. What, what that, am I talking about? Oof, I don't know. Leprechaun good. versus Chucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's got to happen at some point. Right. I mean, imagine. Yeah. I thought I had two. Okay. And one of them was Chucky and evil dead because they both deal with possession. Mm hmm. And I would love to see Bruce <laughs> in that scenario, Chucky, Charles Lee Ray, like reluctantly become like a hero <laughs> fighting the Deadites. And they, and they all, the Deadites oh, talk man, just as much a... shit as Chucky does. Yeah. So it would just be so fun to see that, that then go back and forth and, and to get a Deadite version of Chucky, <laughs> mm. I think it'd be really fun. Oh my God. That is such a good crossover. Yeah. And then Gremlins and Ghoulies. Oh. Gremlins versus Ghoulies. <laughs> I just want to see a sequence where the Gremlins are dressed up in like World War attire and they're barking out <laughs> orders to millions of Gremlins that are just like not paying attention at all and just like fucking really just like being wild. You know? Yeah. There's like one playing around with like, uh, you know, nerve gas or something. Like that. It's like, <laughs> you know. I just, I think that that would be like, it'd be like war. Of the Planet of the Apes, but it'd be mm. War of the Gremlins. Of the Gremlins. Those are good. Man, that Chucky, like just like having his like a little chainsaw on his hand too would be. Yeah. We've done it before, right? Yeah. The knife. And now it's yeah. like, you know, that, like he basically takes on the ash roll. Yeah. I, he'd be the, the only character in the history of the world that I'd be okay with stepping right. into yeah. Ash's shoes. Mm-hmm. Any others? I've got one. And it's Evil Dead, but cross it over with the Blair Witch and make a found footage Evil Dead movie. That'd be cool. They're going out, they're going out seeking for Ooh, the Blair Witch. They I, find out that there's actually a tie between the Blair Witch and the Necronomicon. I found footage Bla- uh, Evil found Dead movie. Found footage cool. Evil Dead movie. Yeah, that, that's, that yeah. sounds good to me. 
has someone that said that's the worst of hit of uh <laughs> worst trend More worst found trend footage. <laughs> actually the thing that's so good about found footage is that like it even if you fuck up one thing like there's still like usually even in the like the the mid ball the mid tier found or in the low tier found footage there's at least like one scene where you're like fuck that was good but like it's and it's disposable enough where you can just do it again like it's i can recycle it yeah but yeah i don't know yeah, I mean, there's some gems in there. Like I said, yeah. I, it's it's the greatest and the worst. I, I agree. Think there's yeah. some it's really very, awesome very stuff strong. in there. Well, because the, there's so much stuff that you could fuck up with found footage. Like if you're not genuine and it looks lame, it, it, it's dead on arrival. Like I yeah. can't even watch it. See the Hell House sequels of Beyond the, the before the origins. Mac, take the next question. All right, Brett Cameron Cujo Litman asks in honor of Valentine's, who is a couple? from the big slasher franchises who had a real shot at forever romance if one or both hadn't been slashed. This was really easy for me, and I, I, I didn't think it would be. And then as soon as I was done reading the question, it just it came to me really quickly. And I don't know if we had kind of posited it on another episode before, but uh, for me, it's Friday the 13th Part 2. I'm talking mm. Mark and Vicky. I, I just... I always thought they were like my favorite couple. <laughs> and I just thought, God, you to give these lovers a chance, you know, like give them yeah. a chance. They're like, they're so likable in that sequence. And, uh, you know, I just don't like the way Mark goes out, you know, with that, that machete to the head and the wheelchair down the steps, you know, it's a brutal, yeah. brutal way. But, uh, yeah, that for me, I, I always felt that there was something really true there. I always was rooting for them to live and, and they get, <laughs> I think it got pretty quickly after that. Hey, there's always a chance that a reboot comes along and deletes that existence. Like 11, 22, 63. That is true. Rachel. I had Derek and Sydney. Yeah, that Scream was one two. I thought about. Yeah, that, they would be great. Yeah. Mm. And then I had Alice and Dan from Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Mm-hmm. Love As- Alice and Dan. Dan gets killed too early, I feel like. They yeah. needed, like They needed to wait till like later in the movie for that. Yeah. But she's got to get, you know, the pregnancy has to hit. It hits harder. Yeah, when yeah. That, that is yeah. true. That is true. Yeah. And then um, Nancy and Glenn, I think. Yeah. Glenn is so sad. Oh, like, pre- it's... Uh... No? <laughs> oh, I was just, I don't know. I mean, I just I was just about to say, like, like well, well, they're very, they're very young. Uh, yeah. Well, they could, you know, he's... But they he, had a shot. But they do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He kind of ignores her and, you know, he falls asleep while she asks him oh, that to is true. stay awake. Yeah, I guess and, that's you know, true. I, I think he's kind of mediocre. I don't think he's, don't think he's, uh, he's not Dan. Nancy's forever, man. <laughs> I don't know. They could have been like 50 something years old and walking around Venice, California, and he's bringing the, bo- the bag of burgers and they're enjoying it as oh, an older couple. It's called I mean, before, it be ni- before Nightmare. <laughs> yeah, before Nightmare. You know, it's like, hey, you know why? You know, did you ever, did you ever wonder like what happened to, you know, to us and to fun? <laughs> It's like all of our friends died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have got Trauma. one. This one I, I think about too much, and it's really pathetic, but it's uh, Carrie Tate and Will Brennan. It's uh, Adam Arkin and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is uh, Carrie Tate or oh, yeah. Laurie Strode. So the most realistic long-term couple out of, ev- out of all the horror franchises, the- these guys make it. She's golden. Like they're They're so perfect for each other, and he's yeah. so understanding of everything that's going on. It still bothers, like, there's a lot of things that, I, I actually have warmed up a lot to H2O again. I just go back and forth with them. But, like, 
that couple is just his death. It just like kills me. It's just like, it sucks. It's just like, God damn it. He's like such a good character. And then, so yeah, that one always comes to mind. What about Corey Cunningham? Ooh, that's a good one too. It's sad. (laughs) But you know what? It's kind of sad though. Cause like, I, I do feel for Corey Cunningham in that. Like I, I love that. I love that romance. I, we watched that again for this, this past Halloween. Yeah, me too. I really still loved it. Like I really dug it. It's just, <laughs> it's got a cool it's... vibe. So, so screw all you guys who disagree with us. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I love all their scenes. And I think, I think that that would work. Yeah. I, I, I wish they had gotten therapy. out of Haddonfield. I think if well, they had yeah. gotten out of Haddonfield yeah. and got away from the to- the toxicity of that town yeah, and just lived their lives one day yeah. at a time. <laughs> Yeah. They had a shot. Those crazy had a shot. kids. <laughs> they had a shot as as they put it. Let's see. One of these forever day. romance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That song fucking rules. Boy Harsher. It's a great song. Speaking of Halloween, Dakota Mendenhall asks if Jamie Lee Curtis and Sigourney Weaver had been cast in each other's roles, do you think those films would have been successful? Yes, there is an age gap, but let's pretend there isn't. So Jamie Lee Curtis as Ellen Ripley and Sigourney Weaver as Laurie Strode. My, my take is I think Curtis could pull off Ripley, but I don't think Weaver can pull off Laurie Strode. And I think it's because Weaver to me has such a Park Avenue in New York City quality to her that like there's a regalness to her yeah. vibe that I just think that it doesn't work for being like a small town bookworm. I just don't buy it. She's, she's hands down going to be not the most popular kid at school, but the cool person at school that doesn't need to even have a group. Whereas like, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is just more malleable in the sense that like she pulls off the bookworm, but then as we've learned with like true lies, like she knows how to kick, you know, she knows how to go into full gear, even blue steel. I mean like those. So I think that that's my take on it. So what, what about y'all? Yeah. I said, I think Yes. I think both women are like great at their craft yeah. and yeah. have a really wonderful ability to convey vulnerability and strength and humor like equally. But it's funny because, yeah, that said, I do think that Weaver is perhaps the better actor in this specific scenario um, as she has a really, I think, a special way of uh, maintaining a commanding, believable confidence, which I think is similar to what you're talking about, like where that volume can kind of be turned up and down as needed. So I have a little bit of a harder time imagining her as, you know, young Weaver as Lori. Yeah. I think maybe perhaps she would have made a better older Lori, but yeah, she doesn't have that, like that quite the same innocence or dorkiness. Yeah. That I think Curtis does really well, but I think that they, I think they could both do it, but I think Weaver, has just a little bit more command of that confidence that she just carries with her all the time a little bit. Like, I can't imagine Weaver talking about not calling Ben Tramer. See, I, I can, because I can't. think you're thinking just... of, I think you're seeing her like, Working I, I, girl. Just, like, I see her with like, <laughs> well, I see her with like glasses and I, I, I think she could do it because I mean, think about all the sequences in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right when she's scared and the ghosts grab her from the chair and everything. And I think she could play that, that, that scared like really well and, and really sell it. 
And on top of that, you know, like we said with the Alien episode, she felt like she related way more to Lambert than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that she if, she, if given the chance, maybe we would have been able to see, you know, that quality come out. And, and, and like Rachel was saying, I think they're both really strong actors. And I... I would be, would have been interested to see her play that. I'm try, I'm I I have a vision of Sigourney Weaver in my head where she kind of played a role like that a little bit or it might have been in a flashback or something. I'm going to have to look look into this cuz I cannot think of the movie. Hmm. But I think that she I think she Oh, could I got do it. it. I got it, Mac. 2022's Avatar the Way of Water. Oh god, shut up. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I was like racking my brain. <laughs> And you're absolutely right. It was our character from Avatar. Uh, yeah. From the like, first you know, Avatar. Yeah. From the first know, she, Avatar. Not the set, not the way of the water. Mike. It's like, yeah, it's not the way of the water. But uh, I, I, the only thing I could think of is like maybe Grills in the Mist or, but not, but even that. Like, I, I don't know. It's the second half of Halloween. I totally get. It's, it's just that first the half first of half, like, yeah. it's like when she's in the car. She's like, I oh, don't know, I'd rather go out with Ben Tramer or something. You just like her, like kind of looking around talking to, to Tommy. I, it, it just seems, it seems like the, the not another teen movie thing where it's like, oh, she's got panorama overalls. Like, I just don't buy it. Like, it's it's, just, yeah, it's not that she couldn't do it. I think yeah. that Curtis just does that a little bit better. Yeah. I but, hear you. Yeah. I hear you there. Why didn't we get a movie with the two of them together? Is like, I mean, come on. Like, th- she could have been in True Lies too. That would you know have been why? fucking great. Because I feel like when Sigourney Weaver, in the, the years where we would have gotten the two of them in something, I think they were probably competing for a lot of roles. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Because they were both doing a lot of comedies like Galaxy Quest and Heartbreakers and stuff like that, where I feel like they would have both been great in those roles. Well, you yeah, know? it's probably the exact um, scenario we're talking about. It's like they're capable of doing, like, they're similar in that way like they can be similar characters and like pull, not you know yeah not yeah. to take anything away from them or say like oh they're the same person you know not to say it like that but just like they kind of take up the same space in in some ways maybe we'll get curtis uh out in pandora there's still <laughs> three or four more films on the way and we might jamie's I, got nothing going on right now right her schedule's cleared out now that halloween's done and yeah. Like Who? let's move move into the Pandora realm. Who's left in the canon? In like the Cameron canon. I mean, Leo's got to be there. Kate Winslet already joined for two. We got Michael Bean, who hasn't had a role yet, right? Why hasn't Why hasn't Bean come on board? It should have been. He should have been in. Like, isn't the about, second one? Don't is, they bring wait, back Linda, Scott Lang? Is Hamilton and or of Stephen Lang? I don't think Hamilton. I don't think they talk anymore. Maybe I don't think that's probably. Well, maybe yeah. they do. He was. She was in Dark Fate, but. Here, oh, by the way, I, I say that Weaver couldn't do Laurie Strode, but then I would also say I do not buy Jamie Lee Curtis as Dana Barrett. I just I just think that she's oh full Ghostbuster tilt. Yeah, I think she, I think I, I think she, she's so she can be really know. funny and like really I don't know even in, and she could be a killer Zool too you know yeah mm. I just think and, when I'm or, thinking or, about to, her talking to Lewis. Like Sigourney Weaver is so good at like being like, uh, no, not really. But then like with Curtis, I just feel like she'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> like, you know what this- though? I mean, think about like Fish Called Wanda. Like yeah. she can play like that, like yeah, shitty, that's true. Like, that is true. You know? <laughs> yeah. I love her in that too. 
That's a great question. I think that was yeah, one of my I favorite like questions. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like those I didn't, questions. I didn't even know that question was on there. Yeah, I didn't. I must have missed the last. Couple. It was it was a last minute ad, and then I said, yeah. "All right, that's enough. We've closed the bag." And then that's a million enough. patrons were like, "No, what are you doing? You ripped my heart out." Post office is closed. Yeah, well, this episode is closed too because uh, you know, as as much as I always said, "Hey, it's gonna be a ninety minute episode." Well, it was a two hour episode because we spent three a third of it talking about the dark universe dark. and celestial <laughs> celestial hill or whatever it's called celestial hill, hill. whatever it's is i don't it know cemetery what, yeah what is, what is it called again celestial manor or yeah, cele- the dark universe cemetery. celestial park <laughs> park where you, okay where you can uh have access to the portals great stargates the stargate yeah well rachel's it, rewriting the park's <laughs> maps right now Look, this has been a fun episode. It's been sponsored by Universal Studios in Florida. <laughs> Please definitely visit uh, the Hard Rock Hotel. Hey, if you want to get a six string and just hit the the chords and rock and roll all day and rock and roll all night, like, you know, that's the place to go. And you can walk over and have yourself a fun time with the kids. So go there and use uh, code Halloweenies uh, and you'll have a you know day off on us. No, I'm just joking. This owl bullshit. But let's do real plugs though. You know, I did a fake plug. You guys do real plugs. Rachel, what have you got coming up? Oh boy. So, well, we've got some fun. We've got a fun episode tomorrow that I cannot wait to mm. do here on the oh, Halloweenies yeah. for our aisle. We're getting in the seasonal mood with valentine and then Mm. yeah over on the girls on the boys jen and i are in season three of the boys and loving that and yeah 11 22 63 over in the losers club is donezo (laughs) yeah i cannot believe it's done that's it's great and then so is christine i had been promising that so if you are you know there are a lot of carpenter heads out there and we've covered i feel like we've i was thinking about when we were doing the christine episodes like we're really only down to like what five or six like Carpenter movies that we haven't done yet. Like, cause we've done a ton of them on losers club is a crate. We've done them here. Right. I'd have to, yeah, I kind of have to take not, inventory. Well, and it's, let's just say it's not a, uh, some of the best. I know. I know. What? Hey, hey I want to do three hours on memoirs <laughs> of the invisible man. That is uh, I love that movie. So I, I'm all in on that. Come on, Nick. Come on. Awesome Mars. Nick. Go yeah, or go some Mars. Go. <laughs> I think it's 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 what it's got to be. Well, there is an episode of Dark Star out there with Justin that he was on our old up uh, our old uh, filmography. We've never done Assault. We've never done. Oh, I was oh. on filmography. We talked about uh, talked about a few um, John Carpenter in the Math of Madness and. Did you do Prince of Darkness? Things. On there also was it? Were you with Clint? I, I can't remember. Anyway, I was with Clint. I yeah. don't remember. We did Prince of Darkness for something. I don't remember if it was. Yeah, I was like, I was on it, but I don't remember if it was. That was a standalone. I think it was like me, you, Dan, and maybe Megan Navarro. I was on on that. Oh, you're on that also? Okay, so maybe Dan Dan wasn't on that episode. But yeah, a lot of Carpenter. So anything, uh, I kind of just totally bypassed. I apologize. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, Christine over on Losers Club. It'll be, yeah, perfect crossover content for people. Tons of deep dive that, especially on your end, that you just like went all in on the effects and the music. It's great. I'm really excited for that one. Mac, what else do we have in store for the well, Halloweenies? We've got Phantasm coming up. Yeah, which has already, which which will have been announced. Yeah, and our aliens coverage, which we intelligent <laughs> people split that up into multiple episodes to record, <laughs> rather than one five hour sitting. That's going to be really exciting really looking forward to diving into that that is just 
even more of an undertaking than Alien, probably. <laughs> in uh, ways. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to get on there with Justin. Yeah. I found some research materials. So like when we were at Flashback, and I just took photos of it for the, the Instagram, but I got some stuff that actually leans more into Alien. So I'll, I'll, I'll find That's some so time cool. this weekend to get to you. Oh, nice. Nice. You haven't recorded any of the episodes yet for that one, right? We like, have not. Okay. No, okay. No. All right. Well, we're still rolling out Alien. <laughs> it's still, I think by this time, the, the three episodes are out for Alien. So we're all in. We're, you know. It's a long journey. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, so audience, what'd you think? Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> but seriously, let us know, you know, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or leave us a rating on Spotify. We've had some great reviews come in. Don't fuck that up. And I'm just joking. <laughs> We've got a lot of great content. So follow us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. I mean, we're always sharing content on there that the algorithm clearly ignores. But what you won't ignore is us next time here on the main feed. Uh, until then, though, this is the final report of the commercial Starship Halloweenies. Commanding Officer Michael Rothman signing off. This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>